check real quick and make sure we don't have any dangle clacks happening. I think we're good to go. Yeah. All right. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to or welcome back to TBN. TBN. Look, this is the stream where we really focus down on what's important here for us in the vape space, and that is advocacy and activism and and legislation and policy and science and tobacco and fact checking i i don't know i couldn't think you have six i have five up that's fine <laughs> can we even can, count can't we can't even count here at tbn uh this is my this is my co-host it's danielle jones it's my fact checker danielle jones president of casa it's no big deal i'm your uh i'm your i'm your freedom-loving, bad libertarian host, Grim Green, and we're here today. Yeah, like I said, we're going to focus down on some news, focus down on some science-y stuff, focus down on some very low nicotine cigarettes. We're going to talk about uh, Joe Rogan a little bit. He had uh, someone on his shows talking about vaping, and he's still, he's so close. He's just not quite, he's just not quite there of grasping it. Um, what else? I want to speculate about uh, our possible new head of the FDA, Robert Califf, mm -hmm. which we've speculated about before, and we don't have any, still don't have any real information about what he thinks about vaping or anything, but it's still fun. You know, mm -hmm. it's still mm -hmm. fun to speculate because look, we might have a new head of the FDA. That's kind of a big deal for us, for vapors mm -hmm. in general. We're going to see if he's going to tow the company line or if he's going to implement radical changes or anything like that and uh that and additionally we're here to just kind of speculate like what we're going to do in 2022 moving forward what is the future of vaping we're going to take some advice from uh, matt cully he had a great twitter thread you know talking about uh arguments and effective arguments and things that might not be so effective anymore you know and it was kind of right around this time last year when Biden was on the way in, you know, the Biden administration was on the way in. And do you remember we had that stream about like, how do we change our messaging? You know, how do mm -hmm. we change our, our, I don't even remember what, what word I used. It was like talking to the different political parties. Like, right. We've been using these talking points because, you know, Republicans were in power. And now that a Democrat is perhaps other talking, perhaps points. other talking points, shifting our uh, strategy a little bit. And that's mm -hmm. something I would really like to see in 2022, because, you know, I don't want to spoil the surprise. We'll get to Matt's thread when we get there. But a lot of the arguments we've been using haven't been super effective. Just I think in general, a lot of the arguments we, we have been using for vaping uh, haven't been super effective, but we, we you know, we want to be more effective. Right. That's and there's the goal. a time and a place for certain arguments. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Definitely. Dolphinately. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys being here in chat. The dedicated advocates. I see you there. Sexy King Phil. Addy Tooney. Bro, always a pleasure to see you, Mr. Cherokee Vapor. Jason, I see you there. Mike Burr is here. Mike Burr. Appreciate you being here, Mike Burr. And I just like to say your name like that. SVK Vapes, I see you there, buddy. Appreciate you guys being here. I guess we'll just jump right into this because there was two things I wanted to mention at the beginning here. E-Sig Intelligence? Yes. E-Sig Intelligence Survey. Last Danielle, week. I this think they're is, closing it this week. This is the last week it can be done. Yep. Do you want to mm -hmm. speak to this, Danielle? 
Um, yeah, I think, and I'm not 100% sure what day they're closing it this week. Hopefully it's not closed already, but I do know that this was supposed to be the last week. Um, they are, every year, CASA partners with eSig Intelligence to help promote this survey to, you know, the vape people, people who vape. This is a survey collecting information about U.S. vapors, the kinds of products you use, the kinds of liquids you use, how certain legislation affects you, how you might react in given policy situations, and it is helpful information. Um, yes. I was even told by their survey guy, I think that FDA even pays attention, apparently, to the results of their survey. So it's good to have more information. It's always good to have more data. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And this year's turnout for the survey was pretty darn low. I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you guys. So if anybody's you got guys, a free come on. 10, 15, I mean, it's, it's a lengthy survey. It takes about it 10 is. or 15 minutes. I will, you know, get a snack. Um, but if you've got a spare 10 minutes in the next, you know, hopefully it's still open. I haven't clicked the link. Um, but please do this if you haven't. Um, it is very helpful and yeah. it's going to end shortly. Yeah, so. it, it ends this week. That's why I want to kind of throw it out there. And just like it says in this Kassaw tweet, are you tired of being called an anecdote? Yeah. Who... Who isn't? <laughs> Who? What vapor isn't tired of being called an anecdote? It says Casa works collaboratively with eSig Intelligence to develop this consumer survey questions that aid us in our advocacy efforts and help take the pulse of the vaping community. Why do you think it's less inter? Why do you think there's less submissions this year? You think less people are vaping? I think less people are doing advocacy. If I'm being completely honest uh, with you yeah unfortunately um, that's probably a real reality I mean, yeah casa has seen um numbers down in in people participating in calls to action and people donating to us like everything is down to be completely honest with you so i think a lot of it is people just uh, not you know not necessarily being active in the vape community i don't know if they're you know not vaping at all i'm not sure if they're just not doing community stuff not being online not doing advocacy. I get you. Is this global or is this survey for U.S. only? Asking for Thobai. U.S. Thobi. only. U.S. only. U.S. only, Thobai. U.S. only. Good question, though, Thobai. I didn't know that. I thought it was an international thing. No, this is specifically about the U.S. market and U.S. consumers. Okay. Specifically. So get there. I'll post a link uh, down in the description to this eSig Intelligence Survey. Just do it. Just take 15 minutes. Do it. You're contributing a, a wealth of information. You're contributing to, a, you know, a base of information and testimonials uh, that can only be a positive thing. And I guess I'll throw this out there, too. Casa testimonials. Mm -hmm. Do a Casa testimonial. They have their they have thousands of testimonials from thousands of vapors across the United States. Uh, and I always say this. I said this last year. I'll say it this year. Anywhere you have the chance to do a testimonial, definitely do it. Tell your story. Uh, tell your story. Stories are going to be, I think, one of the things that is uh, really important. You know, I hate to bring up Julie Casimiro from Rhode Island every single time, but she was an anti-vaping politician. She listened to her constituents' stories. She went to a vape shop. She saw the operation there. And because of those stories and her experience, well, now now she's changed. Mm -hmm. She's all flip-flopped on the subject, and now she's pro-vaping, and she's trying to undo bad vaping legislation in the state. So, look, you never know when your story will affect a politician. 
And we know this from lots of other things, right? We know this about there have been campaigns for, you know, the LGBTQ community. Like, you know, if you know somebody, chances are you're more likely to empathize with this group of people. Same with marijuana. Same with all of these things, right? Once grandma is using cannabis too, everybody's like, well, it can't be that bad, right? (laughs) It humanizes it when more people know people who do it. And so the more you talk about it and tell your story, the more it humanizes, you know, they're not just those weird vapors on Twitter. Like, right. You know, exactly. It's, it that's my neighbor it? and he quit smoking and I like my neighbor and I like that he doesn't smoke anymore. So maybe I like vaping. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. So maybe vaping's not that bad. Maybe right. vaping helps someone I know or someone I love. Right. Ah, maybe it can't be that bad. Right. It's a good idea. Uh, I wanted to throw this out there. I don't know that I saw anything from CASA on this, not to throw the president under the bus at the moment, but uh, Olympia, Washington, there's going to be a public hearing Thursday, January 13th. I don't know what this is in regards to. I don't know what HB 1676 is. Uh, This was given to me uh, uh, on Twitter. Someone said, can you show this on your stream on, on Tuesday? I said, yes, of course. Olympia, Washington, anti-vaping bill. Couldn't find any specifics, but there appears to be a public hearing this Thursday, January 13th, if you're in Olympia, Washington state. I can only assume it's either a flavor ban or taxes or use uh, usage ban. I don't. Alex is king of the local stuff, so I'm not 100% sure. I can ask him about it, but that I do not know. Okay, well, I'm throwing this out there. There's some emails. You can email legislators there in uh, in Washington. I know that Washington State doesn't have a lot of uh, pro 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 vaping. I don't know official pro vaping people there. The state of Washington is is very anti vaping. Mm. It's it's like California, you know. It's like a California. Yeah. They're trying to go to every city pass bad legislation that kind of stuff but there you go it isn't yeah it's entirely possible that alex is working on something but i don't 100 percent know i delegate that stuff you de- yeah hey look delegate away <laughs> and look if alex is king of the local stuff then let alex be king of the local stuff yeah i don't have anything on my sheets right in front of me but i can ask and we'll follow up yeah washington state Olympia, Washington, get out there and go to the public hearing on Thursday, January 13th. I have no other information other than this infographic that was sent over to me, but I wanted to make sure to get it out there in the world. Am I too loud? I feel like I'm way too loud. What's going on, Sergio? I see you there, buddy. Hope you're doing good. Welcome. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Let's quickly... Ooh, can I even play this... uh Meanwhile, in the f***ing UK. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the UK, there is a chain of uh, stores called Sansbury Stores. These are like a grocery retail outlet locations, like a CVS type of thing. Okay. Uh, and I saw this on Twitter. He says, can we just take a minute to applaud Sansbury's for putting vapes and pouches in their medicine aisle? Most smokers will never have heard of these pouches, so to see them on display like this rather than tucked away behind the cigarette counter is refreshing. 
Look at that. Dang. Look at what happens when you live in a country that supports vaping and harm reduction. They have a whole, look, they have a sign that says vaping. They have yeah. a section. They have a whole section there with vaping, just vapor products. And they have, uh, additionally, they're going to have, the, you know, they have like nicotine pouches in here. I don't know what the, I think snus is still not super allowed in the United Kingdom. Uh, yeah, EU in general now at Brexit, la la la. But yeah, uh, they Europe has not fully embraced the snus either. Um, they have the same problem that the U.S. has with snooze. Yeah, which is... Extent. Well, theirs is worse, actually, because I think they ban it. We don't ban it. We do have products here. Um, and the, but I think uh, it's actually banned in the EU. The objection to snooze is, seems to be purely moral. Yeah, I mean, it gets lumped in with um, other types of like oral or really tobacco the big problem is, products right it gets lumped in um there was a study i think we talked about this when we talked about smokeless tobacco there was a study done in like the 70s or the 80s um that was actually on powder dry snuff which is a product mm. that you snort mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and that had some increased risk for like certain cancers or something we don't typically consider that a harm reduction product it was about that product. It didn't have anything to do with snus, but it got like lumped in there with mm. like all, you know, oral tobaccos or all smokeless tobaccos. And that started a lot of the BS that goes on about all smokeless tobaccos, even though that study was only about one very particular thing that you actually snort. Not yeah. Com it's like mouth, a completely different product. Yeah. But because it's like in the same family Right. And is it's kind of like associated. the whole Ivali situation. Right. right? Like, oh, yes. It's kind of like Ivali, right? Yes. Because somebody added something to a THC product, that means everything is terrible. Like, yes. It's sort of like that. Yes. That is a really good way to put it. That's really unfortunate. Uh, I, uh, yeah, that makes me insane, actually. That makes me completely insane, actually, that people write off an entire, you know, I don't know what to call it, subset of product products. Category? Yeah, like yeah. product category where snooze can could really help a lot of smokers and a lot of, you know, nicotine dependent people, but dry snuff that you inhale, well, that right. could be bad for you. That could be worse. So let's make a blanket statement Everything. about all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Even though it's totally different products, but we'll just it's, so, all, yeah. it's all bad. It's all bad. If it has nicotine and it's in the United States, chances are it's bad. It's predatory. Unless you it know? comes from a pharma company. Uh, unless it comes from a pharma company, then then you're okay. Then you're a little bit okay. Or unless you're right. the Views Solo, the only legal product on the market right now at the United States right now. Right, right. <laughs> Views Solo. Oh, I'll mm. never not laugh at the Views Solo. You've actually tried it. I'm I have tried it. I have one. I have a spare cartridge, too, that Thanks, came with a two-pack. came with a two-pack of terrible, terrible-tasting cartridges. <laughs> Terrible-tasting. And it doesn't even, like, if it was satisfying in some way, like, if it produced vapor and you got a good throat hit from it, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. like, bare minimum, this could be a thing. Right, right. But, man, it's borderline no. worse than what I started with in 2009 Ooh. that, like, kept me being a dual user for, like, a mm -hmm. month. You know, mm -hmm. anyway, anyway, that's nicotine in the United States. We hate nicotine. We want to get it out of cigarettes even. Yep. <laughs> and so that's a thing that's definitely going to happen. Um, let's see. What other things did I have real quick at the top here that I wanted to mention here? We can we can mention Joe Rogan. Let's mention Joe Rogan here at the beginning. 
a, a comedian named Suzanne Santo. I believe she's a comedian. I honestly didn't do a deep dive into her to see why she was even on the Joe Rogan experience, but I believe her to be a comedian. She sells tickets and goes on tour. I think she's a comedian. Anyway, she was vaping um, on the program. Can I play this YouTube video on this stream or will YouTube get mad at me? Um, I think if you do a very short the Joe Rogan experience. Are you a nicotine addict? No. Okay, so that's the thing that upsets me at the beginning of this video really quickly is he sees her vaping and he just goes, oh, are you a nicotine addict? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to, if I didn't think you could absolutely destroy me, I would try to punch you in the face, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say that for calling someone a nicotine addict. That upsets yeah. me to no end. That upsets me to no end. I mean, calling no anybody an addict for anything is kind of... Really? It's like really? fingernails on a chalkboard to me yeah. now. It's really? one of those things do where... We, do we have to use stigmatizing language? Is that like a requirement? We're in 2022 now. Like, yeah. It's just... It's one of those things that's easier and people are used to it. Yeah. I've heard people call... I've heard people called addicts so many times that you just kind of start saying it at some point mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, crack addict. But it is derogatory. Like, if, you, if you're a person that didn't it is know derogatory. that, I'm here to tell you right now, it is offensive to a lot of people. Completely. And there are plenty of other, like, a person who, who uses nicotine, right? Like, that a substance use is what we call it now. Like, so, do you use nicotine? Are you dependent on nicotine, perhaps, is yeah. another but calling someone an addict basically reduces them down to just this one part. Right. They're, they're an entire person with feelings and families and jobs and all this stuff. But you reduce nope. them down to one thing, which is a substance that they perhaps use, and that completely dehumanizes them. That's yeah. why we don't like that language. Completely. Completely. Addict is one of those terms that is out of the lexicon in 2022. It's like, I am not saying that word ever again. Just not saying it. I see. I don't oh, want to play this just, whole video. Is that with marijuana or no, it's jewel? a jewel with nicotine. Oh, and yeah, I guess I am a nicotine addict uh, sometimes. Yeah. How long have you been doing? Also, that? he said a jewel with like, marijuana, but that's yeah. not a thing though. It's that's because Joe thing. Rogan doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. Joe a Rogan jewel. is yeah. one of those guys that seems smart until he starts talking about something that you're familiar with, right? And then you go, "Oh, okay." Oh, okay, Joe Rogan. Oh, okay. My first, I don't know if I've mentioned this on this stream before, but my first experience with Joe Rogan was he, I have a, one of my heroes, Penn Gillette from the pennant, from the magic comedy duo Penn and Teller. Penn is a huge, huge hero to me, huge inspiration in my life. He had a, a podcast back in the day that was just the, the Penn Gillette show. It was on CBS radio. He had Joe Rogan on as a guest and they argued for the full hour of the show of if we went to the moon or not. Joe Rogan believed with every fiber of his being that we couldn't have possibly left Earth's atmosphere. But we did, And though. that was my first experience with Joe Rogan. I went, oh, okay, this guy just doesn't get it. Okay, that's fine. There was it was Penn and it was an astronomer was there with him talking about, well, yeah, we went to the moon and here's how we did it. And here's the technology and everything that Joe Rogan brought up. Like, well, what about the Van Allen belt and the radiation? And he's like, well, actually, the Van Allen belt works this way because I've been studying it my whole life and right. blah, blah, blah. And this, that and the other. Joe, I mean, remained unconvinced that we had gone to the moon. Joe, we didn't go to the moon, uh, Rogan. 
That was my first experience. And he did say marijuana jewel, which doesn't make any sense That's either. That's not a thing. Wait till you don't smoke cigarettes, do you? I- I better roughen up that voice. Dude. I know it's so Be bad. Careful. Well, this isn't good for my voice. Be careful. I, I think that's basically gonna just kill your body. <laughs> I don't think it, I think it's gonna mess up your voice. Yeah, no, I have rules. Like neurons. I'm gonna put this down in like a week, and then I'll just be away. Uh, no more. I don't. I think it's probably better. You know, the, there's a problem. It gets. I think it's probably better. It is. I think well it's done, probably sir. better. And th- and this is what he says. That's actually it's a little bit of like a conspiratorial take on it, but it yeah. does make sense in my brain. When something gets demonized, I have to say, okay, is are they demonizing this because it's actually bad, or are they demonizing this because it's a threat to profits for an established company that has a shit ton of money? One of the things I talked to Adam Curry, you know Adam Curry? Okay, yes, Who I love is? No Agenda. He's the best. Yeah, He's I'm a big father. fan. I, I really like him a lot. If not for him, none of this would be and possible. And John C. Dvorak. I like, yeah, when, I like when they have their little fights. <laughs> well, they're super big smart guys, and, yeah. and, and Adam is a good friend. I love him to death. Awesome. I love him to death. Oh Do you remember when Adam was on the show, and he was vaping and talking about vaping? Did you, see, did you ever see that? No, Adam so Curry. Adam Curry was on the show. You remember Adam Curry from like the, back in the MTV days, right? Are you too young to remember Adam Curry? Oh I also my God. Just don't remember names, so it could be that too. Okay, you okay. Show me a picture and I'll be like, oh yeah, that guy. Oh, Adam Curry, yeah. Adam Curry. Adam Curry, he was a MTV VJ for a very long time. Okay. Uh, super smart guy, uh, smoker for a, a many, many years of his life, and he was vaping pretty prolifically on the Joe Rogan experience when he was on the show. He was just vaping and vaping. It was like a, it looked like an Inakin like boxy mod type of thing with like a sub tank is what he was vaping. Okay. And so inevitably Joe Rogan asks him about it and brings up all those deaths. He's like, what about those kids that died? And then Adam was like, no, actually it was blah, blah, blah. And this and vitamin E acetate. And he explained all this to Joe already. Joe is well aware of Ivali, what caused Ivali, his really good friend, Adam, who vapes and explained all this to him earlier, but he still draws a blank. Like talking to him, he's so smart when he was high on Austin, I was like, okay, maybe he's on something. But anyway, like he's, he talked to me about this and he said a lot of this was based on a bunch of people who died, uh, a a group of kids that died from bad e-cigarettes that were actually marijuana cigarettes. Oh, does he, he smokes these things, right? I do not know if he does that. He, he smokes these things. Someday we're gonna tell we're gonna remind everybody that you Bad don't smoke of you don't smoke an e-cigarettes. <laughs> oh, all the terminology. Marijuana e-cigarettes. Okay, that's fine. More like he, he may have in the past. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, throw by. What is MTV? Yeah, I don't even know. That doesn't. I don't know. There's just three letters that we used to put together for some reason in the 90s. Exactly sure. He smokes a lot of weed, though. Tell you that. <laughs> that, motherfucker, that motherfucker can throw down. <laughs> so you find what that story was, Jamie? There was like, it was, they were e-cigarette, but it was e-weed. And so they were attributing it to vaping. They were saying all these kids died from vaping. And he's like, no, no, no. It was a small group of kids that died because there was a tainted product. Mm. And he said, it wasn't all kids. I, I don't, I don't wasn't think all kids. Him. I think he was saying that it's one of those things, like we talked about earlier. It's either the outrage is because something is really, really dangerous or the outrage is because something threatens profits right. of something else. And I should just, out of the way, I, I'm 100% in favor of you buying cigarettes. Oh, wow. I smoke cigars mm. I, don't, I think you should be, i drink whiskey it, it's it's not strikes, good for you. The mood, when the mood strikes i'll buy a pack and then i'll go months without smoking it's good. just it's such a weird okay i don't i'm not trying to just slam on joe rogan that's such a weird thing to say coming out of joe rogan because he's so like healthy body healthy mind i take mm-hmm. brain pills i want to have optimal cognition optimal body experience uh, oh but you should definitely smoke cigarettes and smoke cigars and drink whiskey and do things that are really bad for you just want to point out some hypocrisy. That's fine. I mean, maybe he's like, <laughs> be healthy, but freedom. I don't know. I mean, be I support look. people's right to drink whiskey and smoke cigars. And of course. Whatever too, so. Of course. Of course. It's like a, a thing yeah. about 
Some, it grounds me, I think. But, yeah. but, 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 but I think point, he was like, saying that we have this idea that it's really bad, the right, vape, and right. it might not <laughs> exactly be true. <laughs> okay, so... I remember this. It definitely <laughs> might not exactly be true. Yes, good job, Joe it, Rogan. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> might not be true. You're like inching closer. And then he has... Uh, I'm going to kind of skip this, because all they do is look at the CDC website, and he's trying to figure out what all this means. He's like... Evali? He doesn't yeah. even say Evali. He says E-V-A-L-I and vitamin E acetate. Fluid samples tested by CDC. He's like, I didn't know that this was going to be so much science stuff. I was just expecting like an article, an article. like a, like an article I could read. Welcome to the CDC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, welcome to the uh, welcome to you the and CDC. everyone else, Joe Rogan. Right. It was a national issue. So is this the the story of the? Okay, so it says at the top when you scroll up, it says outbreak of lung injury associated with the use of e-cigarette or vaping products. I guess I'm looking for like a dumb story, and this is like a a page of uh, but the, you know the what, like CDC site. The, the, the thing is though, like I mean, yeah, it's really difficult to decide the what's real. Like you know, you hear stories. We're all just looking for a dumb story. Yeah, and maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Like I don't. It's like you said. It, it's major commerce. Well, look at this though. The mysterious vaping illness that's becoming an epidemic. A surge of severe lung ailments has baffled doctors and public health experts. Okay. Here's one thing I do know. I do know of a family who had a young son who was a teenager who died, and they think it has a connection to vaping. Oh, really? Very sick. And, and he had some sort of a lung issue. Ugh. And I got to imagine that if you're doing it all day long, yeah. like a lot of these kids are, they're doing it. And this is where he just wildly speculates, ignores everything he read, ignores everything that Adam told him about his switching from smoking to vaping, and just starts postulating about, well, I think that if you're inhaling something, that's bad for you. He's like, if you're inhaling all this mist, that can't be good for you. If you're just doing it day after day after day, that's not going to be good for you. You give a kid something where you give them, which is, uh, nicotine is essentially, is it listed as a stimulant? Yes. Yeah. Is it a stimulant? Yes, is that what they call it? Yeah, and it makes you feel so good. (laughs) Nicotine gives you the greatest head rush. I love a cigar. do you still smoke? Good for you. I I was going to add into this, which I don't know. I know that from when this happened, uh, whoever was getting them, or I know it was a national thing, so lots of people that were getting the actual cartridges that they were putting the juice or the oil or what have you in. Yeah, see, they don't know. Those were where the issue started, I think. The juice or the oil? The were bad. (laughs) Yes, I think they they said they were like uh, contaminated or something. There was something wrong with them, right? Right, and that's why I remember they were saying they were coming from China, or I, that's why I'm, I don't know. The, you know well, it's like everything else. You, China, if, if it was regulated, like if you could only get a version of it where there was a, some sort of a, okay, here, potential culprits in mystery lung illness, black market vaping products. So this is uh, some lung well, illnesses? Is that, what it is? is that what they're saying? Uh, it, it got so confused because it was it just started popping up. They're called popcorn lung and all sorts of weird. Listen to no, how, that's listen, not a thing. I know, but listen, like just listen to how confused all three of them are. She vapes actively. He's talked about vaping at least a dozen times, talked to other vapers about vaping at least a dozen times. Jamie is his producer, who's basically supposed to be the fact checker of the show, and none of them know because of CDC's terrible messaging about all that Ivali was. And several articles they've pulled up. They and still several can't articles. Out. Like, yeah, they still are all confused. They're all confused. And this, look, this clip basically ends. I'm not even going to play the whole clip. The clip basically ends with them saying, oh, so and maybe it's better. Maybe it's better than smoking. Maybe it's better than smoking. Mm. Nothing. Joe Rogan has a huge platform. Good God. You can't be bothered to remember when your good friend Adam was on and told you all about vaping and Ivali. That's crazy. Anyway, that just upsets me. Um, maybe someday Joe Rogan will get it correct about vaping, but that might not even matter. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't watch him, so that might not even matter. Yeah, I, I like. 
if I watch if I watch or listen to Joe Rogan, it's because I'm interested in the guest he has on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 10 times out of 10. Like, I listened to the Macaulay Culkin episode from years ago. It was really okay. good. I listened mm-hmm. to, you know, when Penn was on, I listened to that. It was really mm-hmm. good. When he has guests that I give a shit about on, they'll usually have a good conversation. But mm-hmm. when it's Joe Rogan trying to disseminate scientific information, nope. Mm-hmm. Hard no. pass, Joe. Hard no. pass. H- hard pass. Joe Rogan mm-hmm. is a comedian. Yep. Uh <laughs> Going going to him for the news is like asking a clown for a flower, because clowns have the squirty flowers, oh, right? Is right, that what you right. mean, Jake Scrapwood? I got you. I hear you there. I hear you there, Jake Scrapwood. So that's been forced into my space. Every, literally, everybody's been tweeting and emailing me this, like, you got to watch this Joe Rogan thing. You got to watch this Joe Rogan thing. I would argue that the episode he did with Adam Curry was much better and had much better information about vaping on it because Adam Curry was actually knowledgeable. You know, he was a mm-hmm. v- vapor. He was a vape user. He was a cigarette smoker, and now he's a vapor, and he's been vaping forever, whatever X amount of years. He was very knowledgeable. None of that, none of that stuck in Joe's head. Literally none of it from his really good friend, Adam. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just, uh, that upsets me to no end. <laughs> Look, maybe someday Joe Rogan will get it right. I would like to think that Joe Rogan would get it right, but by then his credibility might be so shot that it won't matter if he gets it right. Yeah. I mean, I have all kinds of thoughts, but I'm not trying to start some kind of war in the chat. So, Are people I'm, defending Joe Rogan? No, you do, I don't know. I Joe mean, I know that there's his, people that like him. And he's had some guests on that I think are full of it. So, yeah. He's had so many guests that were full of it. Too many guests that were full of it, including. Okay, well, I'm not going to get into that, but he's had some. He's had some guests that, uh, yeah, as Danielle said, pretty full of it. And like I said, Joe Rogan seems like a smart guy until he starts talking about something that you're familiar with, mm-hmm. and then it's like all logic goes out the window. It's like, whoa, you couldn't be more wrong. You couldn't mm-hmm. be more incorrect about that. Oh, Joe Rogan. So inevitably, someone else is going to go on the Joe Rogan show and vape, and then uh, I'll get another clip. There'll be another, yet another right. Joe Rogan clip of him floating about around. About e weed and people dying. So, about, you know. yeah, e weed. <laughs> is that a marijuana jewel? No, because that doesn't exist, Joe that Rogan. Exist. That's not That's a product not. on the market that has no. ever existed. Weed jewel. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Not for me. Not for me. Don't listen to Joe Rogan about vaping. I think those things are probably going to kill you. What? Just. I, mean, I guess you can think whatever you want, bro. <sighs> I guess. I guess. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to something a little bit more caliph oriented oh look at him right there yeah he's just chilling robert caliph Mm -hmm. right in the middle so this is our potential future new fda commissioner that we know very 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 little about i mean not very little about just we know very little about where he stands with vaping or tobacco right because 
the only thing we have, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the only thing he's ever said was in that one paper that came out during Ivali, right, where he said flavors should be banned because of these lung injuries. As far as I'm aware, yeah, that's the most. I don't recall if it was brought up in his hearing, which was like what last month or something. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think somebody brought it up, but from what I remember, I thought they said it, there wasn't a lot of talking about it. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, apparently, there was very little talking about it. They say the the initial uh, hearing was mostly, obviously, what's going on bigger in the world right now than vaping, like right, right, pandemic, COVID nineteen. So, his first uh, initial hearing was more or less just questions about how would you streamline COVID treatments and tackle misinformation on social media regarding COVID, and you know they mentioned uh, the overdose opioid sort of uh, fentanyl mm-hmm, I hate mm-hmm. to use the word epidemic but th- the fact that lots of people are dying because of a bad drug supply uh, right. of illicit fentanyl and things like this and so he talked about that um, Alex Norcia writes in Filter Magazine he says anybody hoping for a clear indication of how Calif would position the FDA around tobacco harm reduction was disappointed and observers were left to pick through limited past indications of his potential future impact in the field. Alex Norcia talks about uh, how FDA has not had a permanent head since uh, Biden's been president. We've only had mm-hmm. acting commissioner Janet Woodcock, who mm-hmm. was literally just an FDA employee since the 80s. He says she had to bear the brunt of the recent criticisms leveled at the agency. It says under her stewardship, the FDA has controversially approved a new Alzheimer's drug, struggled to communicate the efficacy of COVID-19 booster shots for adults and children, watched overdose rates hit record highs, and bungled an already confusing preacher procedure for companies to receive authorization to sell e-cigarettes. It says in June, congressional Democrats criticized Woodcock for failing to take action on manufacturers, though evidence would later show that youth vaping rates, their primary concern, has substantially decreased. That's another thing, too, that uh, Congress is really still stuck on youth vaping despite the youth vaping numbers dropping really significantly over the last right. few years. Yeah, it's true. Super true. I wish you could hand me your sweater because I'm cold. <laughs> Are you cold? You want a flannel? Here, I'll send you a Dixon. <laughs> Can you could, just pass it across the here? Just oh yeah. Thank we'll go, you. We'll go like this way. Everybody's Ooh. like, it looks like we're in the same, but we're not. We're not. We're definitely not. It would be definitely great not. if I could grab that. But. Yeah, it would be awesome. Real IRL podcast stream. That would be great. Yeah, right. That would, would be, be so much fun. Would you be just like Joe Rogan? I mean, just like Joe Rogan. Light up sign and everything. Yeah, I could get a little neon sign that says the Groom Green Experience. (laughs) I mean, I'd go. I don't know about you guys. Uh, You should. I would go. I would go, too. Uh, Alex goes on here to say, uh, largely absent from the hours-long testimony was how the incoming head of FDA, if confirmed, so he's not confirmed yet. I thought right. he was. Right. He had a hearing, but I don't know. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure there hasn't been the actual vote. I think there's just been the hearing where they get to okay. ask questions. Okay. Okay. I think. I think. If confirmed, would handle tobacco harm reduction and the pre-market tobacco application process that is bound to put most small and medium-sized vape shops and owners and manufacturers out of business. 
Uh, that erroneous bureaucracy required companies to file extensive paperwork and costly research for every product they wish to remain on the marketplace by last September. Um, since the fall, the FDA has rejected millions of applications on the basis that they would not be appropriate for the protection of public health, a threshold that has come to be understood as... Helping smokers switch to safer alternatives without introducing a new generation to nicotine. That's like the FDA benchmark. That's what appropriate for the protection of public health means. Right. Which that's not really what the appropriate for the protection of of public health means. It should be stop the harm from smoking now for every adult. Right. Right. And... Everyone, and I'm going to every say, smoke, stop the every harm smoking, of smoking for everyone, for every person that smokes cigarettes, whether you're yeah. underage, whether you're overage, you should be helped too. You should be helped too, and that can start literally right now. Yep. But FDA has this like, oh no, it has to be helpful to adults, but it can't be, you know, if it, the kids if even look kid's, sideways at it, it's out. <laughs> it's out. That's their rigid, you know, rigid scientific threshold that they have to get over. Rigid. And even if it's a fad that appears to be wearing off, still, no, we're just going to keep referencing old data from when it was popular. We're going to ignore the fact that they're getting less interested in it now. Just organically, they're just like bored of it. But but we're going to keep talking about that 2019 data. Yeah, and that is have I've seen this too. You've probably seen it across Twitter where you know, some accounts will make big sweeping statements like that and their data ends in 2019. Yeah. And a you lot go of times, Yeah. They well, there's stop. been 2 years of data since then. Right. Or they fo- they hyper focus on like of the kids that said they vaped Right. 25% of them are doing it every day. Right. While right. that is factually true, you have no idea what number of kids you're talking about. It's no. a percentage of a percentage. Yes. And it's actually very, very low, it's, especially now. Like, yeah. It, it's very, very low. And yeah, percentages of percentages. Low. Man, we've talked about percentages of percentages oh so many times like on this. They're like favorite thing in the world because they can run around and say 25% and no one knows 25% of what? Of what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, of what? Yeah. Oh, you don't know? People just assume Good. it's of all kids. Yeah, of 100%. So many people incorrectly saying that because of FDA and CDC's messaging. So- Obviously, that's what they're. I mean, okay, I shouldn't assign assign intent to people because I don't know what's in someone else's head. Sure, sure. But if that wasn't their goal, they probably should have seen that coming. And if that was their goal, they achieved it because a bunch of people were going around saying one quarter of kids are vaping every day. Every day, not true. Completely not true. And yeah. it's one of those things where it just keeps getting repeated and repeated and repeated, and you go, oh, that's not true. No, 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 that's not true. Wait, why are you guys, this, wait, wait, oh, okay. And they've left, and, All right. they're, they're, and they've out, left. and they're saying it, and yep. it's the end of it. And you're still standing that's there going, how it's, misinformation happens. Not, it's not true. Alex goes on and says, nonetheless, the hearing featured just a single question related to tobacco control. Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin asked Califf how he would tackle synthetic nicotine. Ah. In the wake of so many PMTA denials, several vape manufacturers have announced that they'll be switching to synthetic nicotine. That is, nicotine made in a lab and not derived from tobacco. It falls short 
of the regulatory loophole. The FDA remit defines a tobacco product as anything made or derived from tobacco, which technically precludes synthetic nicotine. I mean, look, that makes sense in my head. In his response, Caliph emphasized the importance of installing the right person to replace Mitch Zeller, the current director of the FDA's Center for Tobacco Products, who is retiring soon. And pledge to close this loophole so that we make sure that we understand the risks and benefits and particularly deal with the issues in children. Dumb. 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 I mean, that's he, dumb, and that just makes me mad, Robert Callis. It sounds like it could be lip service, for all we know. I mean, he's just uh, saying what service. they say. You know what I mean? I don't service. know. Or he's awful. We... We'll, yeah, or we'll or he's awful. We have no idea. No. But it says that that might be out of his hands. Though the FDA could regulate synthetic nicotine as any other drug, the agency will likely have to wait until Congress tweaks the definition to allow it to be regulated as a tobacco product. Right. That's true. So in this case, in the case of synthetic nicotine, slow government bureaucracy might be in the favor of synthetic nicotine. Unless Congress, you know, is like, whoop. We'll take care of this right quick. Here we go. Like Has, that's, d- does Congress do that? Have they ever done that? I mean, you'd be. We've seen them mobilize on anti-vaping mm. stuff. Like if there's one thing that can get them moving, it seems to be that. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I'm just maybe, hoping maybe that not. they just go as slow as normal. You know. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm and hoping like it doesn't get voted on for a few years. You know, right. One of those kinds of. Yeah, it doesn't get voted on till like. 2024 and even then it's like well after this we have to have an open comment period for another six months and then we're going to write up the final deeming draft of this synthetic nicotine and by then it's 2050 and you know nobody you know everybody's already quit smoking and we're like congress what are you like what are you even doing what are you you talking about what are you even doing what are you doing Caliph's answer to senator baldwin's limited question even if it included intriguing reference to the benefits of synthetic nicotine provides few clues of how he might handle the future of the vape industry at a time when COVID will continue to occupy legislators' attention over other public health concerns. Mm -hmm. Some, listen to this, some see promise in Caliph's experience and credentials. Who is this some? Uh, He's the right person for the role at this time. Cliff Douglas, the director of the University of Michigan's Tobacco Research Network and the American Cancer Society's former vice president for tobacco control, told Filter. He appears to understand the big issues around tobacco and alternative nicotine products, and he has the intellectual heft and experience to be able to explain that. While it is important to minimize youth uptake of any nicotine product, They'll continue to address, and they'll continue to address that assertively. The much more immediate and larger problem stems from the tens of millions of adults who smoke. Thank you, Cliff Douglas, for being so rational. Cliff Douglas seems to have at least some sense of optimism for Robert Califf, saying he has the intellectual heft and experience. I wish I could share that, but I am not yeah, so optimistic. I'm I am very jaded. Either. I am so jaded. And that's not because I don't think that Cliff's correct. It's because 
We've just been hurt too many times, yeah. you guys. Just because someone's smart doesn't mean they're good on this issue. Like, those two things are not mutually, you know, always Not together, mutually right? exclusive. Like, and yeah. every time, I can't even tell you how many times I've been disappointed by politicians, tobacco controllers. It's like, oh, this bill, it might not pass. Oh, it might not pass. Oh, fuck, it passed. You yeah. go, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, all these PMTAs, yeah. FDA is going to have to approve some, right? No, just none by the millions of applications you're just denying? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a little bit jaded. I'm a little bit cynical. Yeah. I wish I shared Cliff Douglas's optimism. I think Cliff Douglas... I can't think of a way to say this in a nice way, but it seems... Like, I'm not going to call Cliff Douglas naive... But that statement saying, I believe that Caliph will do the right thing and he's smart enough to be able to do it. And I'm going to put my faith in that. Me, as a veteran in the vape industry, I just go, well, that seems real naive because, you know, he's just going to be another anti-vaping prohibitionist. Don't you, Cliff Douglas? I mean, you can hope all you want. Right. Cliff, I think, tends to still have these sort of rose-colored glasses for yep. a lot of his tobacco control people. And he's from that world, so we get yep. it. You know what I mean? You're not going to, like, you know, burn bridges with all your co- co-workers and colleagues and friends. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I get it. But we have sort of a different view of some of these things. So that's a just A very the slightly way different view, yeah. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, Cliff Douglas is still a tobacco controller, ex-tobacco controller. So or he no, has... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has that tobacco control mindset. He doesn't have the consumer harm reduction. Right, right. And he's more woke than most of them on this issue. Yes, yes, he is. Know. But that is still, you know, where he comes from, his his perspective. So Yeah, and that matters. So yeah, I would I, say he's got rose-colored glasses might be a nicer way of Right, of better than saying na- naivety. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you that it, it may be a little possibly a little naive but he's he's an optimist he's hoping for the best i i very much hope that he is right uh, yeah i feel like he probably won't be but i real i really hope he is how spectacular would that be i mean i'm not even just trying to be wrong here i, I would, would love it it would make so my hard. day it would make yeah. my year to be wrong yeah. about this it would make yeah. my life to be wrong yes. about this yes. if robert Califf gets up there and says continuum of risk nicotine products very low nicotine cigarettes combined with an, an aggressive you know uh, safer nicotine product you know the, the you know the scott gottlieb right the scott right, gottlieb right. plan if he's stuck with the scott gottlieb plan i would be blown away i would be i would be dancing in the streets i'd be celebrating yeah i'd be shooting off fireworks in contrast jim mcdonald the journalist for a journalist for vaping thesis 360 subscribed the senator's lack of tobacco control questions to the idea that they might be confident based on Caliph's previous statements that the nominee will be a reliable enemy of vaping and recreational nicotine use. Jim McDonald says he's going to be a hardline prohibitionist who would jeopardize tobacco harm reduction. I mean, that's kind of where I'm. That's kind of where I land too on this Jim yeah. McDonald. I mean, hope for the best, plan for the worst, though. Oh, yeah. 
when you I'm plan, not even really hoping. I'm just yeah. It's like worst. when you plan for the worst, you can't hope for the best and plan for the worst because by planning for the worst, you're just assuming that what you want to happen isn't going to happen. Greg Connolly, the president of the American Vaping Association, also cited some evidence that points in this direction. Calif has shown a heavy bias towards pharmaceutical interventions for smokers, which is understandable for someone nominated to become FDA commissioner, Connolly told Filter. His past comments on vaping do not inspire much confidence in his willingness to fairly examine the evidence on tobacco harm reduction. Yes, I tend, to, I tend to fall there with... Uh, with Greg Connolly. And here he talks about these. What are those past comments? They came from an op ed piece published in the Association of the American Medical Colleges website, in which Caliph argued flavors and vaping products should be banned immediately, and the campaign about the dangers of unregulated vaping should be dramatically increased. That and surveillance should be increased to identify individuals and groups selling products to minors. He also seemed to support a prescription-only model, much like what Australia has adopted. No, thank you. Terrible idea. That's three really bad ideas. Four, I mean, three really bad ideas and one really good idea. Stop selling products to minors. Like, punish the people selling products to minors. That's a no-brainer. Yep. Prescription only? No. 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 Hard no. Hard hard no, hard pass. At a time when millions of Americans are successfully using vaping to quit smoking cigarettes, Amanda Wheeler, the president of the American Vapor Manufacturers Association, told Filter, Robert Califf's backward-thinking prohibitionist views about reducing smoking are badly out of sync with what the public wants and deserves from the FDA. Ultimately, at the end of the day, Cliff Douglas, the tobacco controller, is, a, is the only one who appears to be optimistic about Robert Califf being nominated as the head of the FDA. And journalist Jim McDonald and president of the American Vapor Manufacturers Association and president of the American Vaping Association and the host and co-host of the TBN stream on the Grim Green channel all sort of feel the same way that this is just going to be more of the same prohibition talk. Yep. From Robert Califf. And I mean, God, I hope is, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. One thing that Califf said is correct. A lot of this is going to depend on who takes Zeller's place. Right. 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 So, right. I mean, because while the FDA commissioner is super important, right? Realistically, he's got like a lot of shit to do. The mm -hmm. FDA is big, there's mm -hmm. more than just tobacco going yeah. on in there. So who he puts in charge of the Center for Tobacco Products is, he's right, is actually going to be very important. And while Calif can tell that person, like, I want you to do this, I think, I mean, I don't know how the inner workings of the FDA go, but nope. whoever is going to take Zeller's place is going to be the one making most of these decisions. So I saw something that sparked a memory in my brain about... Did you see this tweet? I think I bookmarked it. Oh, no, this isn't. So this is for someone who's going to serve on the Tobacco Product Scientific Advisory Committee oh, to the tip FDA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. TIPSEC. Yep. Uh, this professor from... Uh, uh, from VCU? 
Virginia Commonwealth University. Okay. This professor lady from uh, Virginia Commonwealth University, uh, I can't pronounce her name. Mygon, Mygon, PhD is an associate professor and the chair of the Department of African American Studies in the Virginia Commonwealth University College of Humanities and Sciences. She's been appointed to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's Tobacco Products Scientific Advisory Committee which reviews and evaluates safety, dependence, and health issues relating to tobacco products and provides appropriate advice, information, and recommendation to the commissioner uh, of food and drugs. Mm-hmm. So this is like an FDA commissioner advisor? No. So TIPSEC is a panel of um, okay, yeah, explain like scientists and ep- experts, um, and they make recommendations on authorizations. Now, these recommendations are not binding. FDA can completely ignore them. Mm. It's just a group of people that give their opinion. A lot of times the conversation they have can be very interesting, but their recommendations are non-binding. So, I mean, do with that what you would would like. Um, But there are committees like that and advisory committees for other things related to FDA, for medical device things, drug approvals. Um, and I believe all of these committees, they, it's just like FDA being like, so what do you smart people think? Okay, here's what we're going to do. And sometimes yeah. they agree oh, okay. and sometimes I see. they don't. I see. So. I see. So it's really like a sounding board. I would say that that's a, a fairly accurate, yeah. And there's actually already, if I recall, there's some pretty cool people on the TIPSAC committee. Not all of them hate vaping. There are some people that are, you know, legit on there. Yeah. But again- you know, it, they're non-binding, you know, uh, recommendations. So FDA can ignore them or not. Ah, ah, that must be nice. You have a big panel that you pay money to exist, do research and hard work. And they're like, well, what do you guys think? Okay, never mind. We're going to do this. (laughs) I mean, I think they do like, listen, hopefully they listen and think about it, but ultimately what they decide is what they decide. But it's, yeah, it's like, you know, what do you guys think? Okay. Okay. This is kind of interesting. It says she has published over 40 manuscripts in tobacco prevention and control research and tobacco regulatory sciences. She is a co-investigator and lead investigator on the VCU Center for the Study of Tobacco Products, where she develops innovative methods to monitor emerging tobacco products on the market and use the data to inform tobacco regulation. Uh, as director of social justice in research at the Center for Research, Health, and Social Justice, Guy leads in development. Guy leads the development and training of scientists and community members in anti-racist methods to conduct cancer prevention research in Black communities. She's also a member of the Massey Cancer Prevention Center, Prevention Con- Control Group at VCU. So she has some like serious credentials. Mm-hmm. As far I mean, as they all do. you don't, you don't get to be a putz on tips. Right. You have right. To have, yeah. Like, some legit, yeah. I guess you, know, you don't get to be a putz. I like that term putz. <laughs> I'm going to use that. As far as I'm aware, everybody, you don't get to be a putz pretty credentialed. Okay. So that's not directly related to Mitch Zeller. That's more of a tip sec. Uh, yeah. That's a, a committee situation. Thing. That's a committee thing. Okay. Well, that was the only thing I had others had seen recently about FDA and then all, I guess ultimately all we can do with Caliph is just wait and yeah, we, see. Wait. He doesn't have a Twitter. Can we email this man? Can we like 
How do we start engaging with Robert Califf right away, right out of the gate? I mean, I don't want to be annoying, but I'd like to know, I'd like him to know that we're here and we're listening and we're watching and we want to be I, a part of the conversation. Yeah. At this point, technically he's still a regular citizen. That's right. Um, yeah. He's not actually, he's not you know, confirmed. So he's not confirmed. I think once he's confirmed, he will take over the FDA commissioner Twitter, right? Isn't that a thing? FDA yes. commissioner. FDA commissioner. Gottlieb had a, an official Twitter, right? When he was the. I think there's a FDA Twitter. There is. Um, and we'll be able to tweet there. Um, but at the moment, if he does not have a personal Twitter, there's not a whole lot we can do. I mean, he's he's all, I think, personal things right now. So mm -hmm. yeah. personally for me, I would like to wait until he is confirmed. And then, you know, because also what if he's not? I mean, that's a good question. It's, it's that's would, just as legitimate a question as if he is, because there's a chance he could not be as well. Right. And if you want to, you know, do something, just tweet at regular FDA, right? Tweet it like normal FDA. Yeah. You know? I'm sure once the commissioner is picked, that person gets briefed, I would imagine, on social media interactions. So sure, he'd probably hear about it, I would think, if you just tweet at regular FDA. Yes. Politely, respectfully. Yeah, politely. Mm -hmm. tweet at fda <laughs> don't don't use names don't don't yell you know there's a no. there's a there's a method to this you know we're living in a society and people don't win me over by just yelling at me mm -hmm. so why would anybody want to be won over by being yelled at yeah don't don't right? be a karen on twitter please <sighs> don't be a karen on twitter don't do that please karen's never win you guys so don't 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 even look like a karen yeah don't even don't even ask. Don't even ask to see the manager. Nope. Don't do that. I'd like to talk to Robert Califf, please. Just call the FDA. I, I'm going to need to talk to Robert Califf. I'm going to need to speak to the commissioner. I'm going to need to talk to the commissioner right now. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. She just starts Get filming. Get me the commissioner. Okay. All right, Califf. Well, I'm sure you'll be back on this stream at one point or another, if and when you get confirmed and if and when. And honestly, there's a big part of me that's like, I, I just want to give the man some space, you know, and be like, look, I know you got COVID and all this nonsense going on. I know you're right. dealing with the CDC right. and streamlining yeah. these, these processes. You on. have a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. But when you get to vaping, you know, w when you get there, We're no here. rush, no rush. When you get there, you have a lot of people to talk to. Yeah. You have so many people to talk to. Ideally, that's how it would go. And he'd go, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being so patient. Because you did that? Yes. Vaping. I Good. mean, that would be super. Right? That would be super. That would be spectacular. I would love that. Wishful thinking. Yeah. Wishful thinking. Uh, I wanted to mention this before we get to Matt, since we're already about an hour in. But there's been a new study recently that... The headline, this is from Filter Mag. When smokers with no plans to quit try vaping... They often quit anyway. This is a phenomenon oh, yeah. that accidental quitting. Accidental quitting. Like we've, we've talked about we've it talked for about years. So many accidental quitters. I couldn't even tell you how many emails I get of people mm. who are like, I didn't want to quit. I just bought a vape and now I need a juice recommendation because I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. It's like, congratulations, you accidentally quit. This is a term this is like a thing. 
Like within mm-hmm. vaping, we're well aware of the accidental quitter. Yep. And now there's some actual science behind it. I'm going to post yep. uh, two links in the description. One is to Filter Magazine and Alex Norsha. And this is the the Verge that I'm going to be reading just because it's, uh, it's a little bit shorter. Alex gets a little bit wordy sometimes, you know. But we, uh, love, it, him, we but... love Alex. I love Alex. He, do, he does get a little bit wordy. Not like Michelle Mitten wordy. Oh, she's the wordy queen. She is the wordy queen, but it's worth it. Any it Michelle Mitten piece always that's worth always worth it. Always, always worth it. it. But they do write small novellas. <laughs> I mean, they, they, do. They, they do. And we value all the words, but get a snack and tuck in. Yeah, get a snack, tuck in. You, you'll need to. You know, you'll need pee breaks. It's like a whole it's like a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Little novellas. It's okay. But according to The Verge, it says adult smokers who say they don't plan on quit smoking, but who start using e-cigarettes are more likely to quit than those who don't start vaping, according to a new study. Well, holy shit. You mean you mean to tell me has anybody ever in the history of NRTs quit smoking accidentally with like gum? No. I don't think I've ever heard of anything so. like that happening. Because you wouldn't pick that crap up unless you were Unless you wanted right. to quit smoking, right? right? Unless you wanted to. Um, uh, according to this new study, people who say they are not trying to quit are off, often aren't included in studies on the potential benefits of e-cigarettes for adult smokers. And the new data shows that this group should be considered during this type of analysis. Yeah, Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, In this new study, which I'll be posting a link to this and the study, uh, published in the JAMA Open Network, researchers evaluated data from the Population Assessment of Tobacco and Health PATH study. That's right. I'm not, do you want to, can you explain the PATH a little bit better than I can? I don't know a ton about it, but it is used a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a giant database. I don't, I don't know if it's CDC or who exactly runs it, but it's a huge data set. Um, I know that, uh, so do you remember um, Stanton Glantz's crazy heart attack stuff? Yes, yes, yes. If I'm not mistaken, he used path data also. So it's like a huge data set that people can just like access and then run, you know, look at a things on patterns um, I know, models yeah, and things like that I know that. you have to be it's like it's a confidential data set so you have to be like a researcher to get access to it um I'm probably this is I know like the bare minimum about it but that's I, what yeah, I know it's more than me it's a it's a huge thing it has a ton of data I can't remember who maintains it it's probably somebody at the government or some big agency I'm not sure um, but a lot of researchers use it and it's confidential but that uh, Dr. Rodu had to get access to it, um, mm-hmm. or Radu, excuse me, Dr. Brad had to get like access Dr. to Brad. it in order to like double check Stanton's, you know, stuff. And then he was able to like point out it's a whole thing. But yeah, it's it's a fancy data set. How about that? Yeah, a fancy data set. Uh, it says here it's run by the NIH and the FDA. Oh, okay, there you go. Run you go. by yeah. the NIH. So that's yeah. kind of a big deal if it's run mm-hmm. by the National Institutes of Health and the Food and Drug Administration. It says uh, participants were interviewed about their tobacco use four times between 2014 and 2019. They do multiple waves. Multiple waves. Yeah, waves. That's something that Alex touched on that this article doesn't. But yes, waves. It says uh, of the study group, 1,600 people said in initial interviews that they didn't use e-cigarettes and didn't plan to ever quit smoking cigarettes. Hi, that was me 
Mm-hmm. I had no intention of quitting smoking cigarettes. I liked smoking cigarettes. I paused for a number of years, and as soon as I could smoke again, I was smoking again. I liked smoking cigarettes and had no real intention of quitting. I did, too. Yeah. It says, uh, 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 one set of group. Okay. By the next set of interviews, around 6% of that group had stopped smoking traditional cigarettes. Participants who'd started using e-cigarettes daily during that time were much more likely to be in that 6% than participants who hadn't. 28% of the group using e-cigarettes had stopped smoking cigarettes compared to just under 6% of the group not using e-cigarettes. So that's 28% of a group that had no intention of quitting cigarettes that accidentally quit smoking as soon as they started vaping. Mm-hmm. The relationship might be because smokers who start using e-cigarettes tend to shift toward planning to quit smoking, the authors suggest. Sure. Uh, A pattern seen in previous research from the past study and in other experiments. The new analysis didn't untangle whether people's decisions to quit came after they started smoking e-cigarettes, so it can't pinpoint the cause of this change. The switch, though, is likely beneficial. Some research shows e-cigarettes are less harmful than traditional cigarettes, even if they're not completely harmless. Some Some research shows that. Mm-hmm. Mountains. They could change some to mountains. Tons. Yeah, tons, loads of research shows loads. that e-cigarettes are less harmful than traditional cigarettes. I says, like loads. I like, has got to be a better way to say that. Uh, the study was released while the FDA is still reviewing some e-cigarette related products, including those made by Juul. The agency has blown past its September deadline to evaluate applications from e-cigarette companies. After a year-long period without enforcement, companies now need authorization before they can get the before they can market their products. The only e-cigarette the FDA has authorized so far are tobacco-flavored e-cigarettes from the R.J. Reynolds Vapor Company. At the end of December, it had rejected 260 applications. I think that's I think it's more than 260 applications, wasn't it? That might be the number. We usually look at it in terms of SKUs because okay. one application can have a shit ton of SKUs. Okay. Um, so I know we talk about like products, um, but the actual number of applications, that might be correct. I don't know. We don't usually track it that way. Well, 260 applications. The FDA says its focus is on figuring out whether a vaping or e-cigarette product has benefits to adult smokers that outweigh the risks to kids and teenagers. I hate that. I know. I hate the crap out of that. <sighs> what risks? What risks? What, what risk, risk is it? What risks? Like what demonstrate risk? them. Demonstrate harm for me, please. I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh, wait. But brain poison, Danielle. No. Nicotine's no. a brain. No. Uh, Just because you toxic. say words doesn't make them <laughs> He, uh, popcorn lung, though. No. Now look. You, you can okay. put words together, but they don't mean anything. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> this. I only talk to people like this in my head, you guys. I'm yeah. much nicer on Twitter. Nope. You can. Pr- <laughs> Just because you say words doesn't mean doesn't anything. mean they're true. Then outweigh the risk to kids and teenagers who started vaping in large numbers in 2018 and tend to be attracted to flavored products. The new research indicates that smokers who say they don't plan to quit should be included in those risk-benefit calculations, the study authors note. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. 
I like the idea. So they're completely excluding people who didn't. I don't know. I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around this. They're not including these people as adults that quit smoking with vaping because they didn't intend to. I think when most people use the path data, what they'll do is go in and say, okay, which of these people were actually trying to quit smoking? And then they sure, just, sure. like, it's one of the first things they narrow down. Okay. And they're not really looking at people who weren't interested because I don't know. That's just what they, I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Like, but, and then that's also if you don't realize that accidental quitting is a real phenomenon that happens. Very real. Right? Like the researchers who have zero experience with vaping are probably like, oh, well, people pick this up and they're like trying to quit, right? Like, well, actually, no, yeah, actually, um, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's something that's overlooked because they're not, like you said, it doesn't, that's not really a thing with NRT and other no. things. So they're just not used to looking at something like a consumer product right. that could be picked up for a variety of different reasons. And that, I mean, it's just, it's not what they're used to. Could be picked up because you ran out of cigarettes and you said, right. I'm going to try this vaping thing. Could be Maybe picked accidentally up because your quit. friend had one. Yeah. Could be, I mean, yeah. you know. Could be picked up because you dislike the taste of Winston's now. And right. maybe you want something that's, you know, water, ice, watermelon, watermelon, ice. That seems yeah. to be the popular one. I just threw that out there. So, yeah, let's include people that don't have an intention to quit smoking, because I guess you're right. If you're buying an NRT, that shows intention, intention, right? Like right. I, when I was a smoker, I didn't think I'll just I should buy some gum, nicotine gum just for fun. It's fun. Right. Because right? yeah. Yeah. I want to blow bubbles. Yeah. Like, nobody, no, nobody. Yeah. No, no, no. Do that with nicotine gum. Yeah. You don't <laughs> you don't do that with nicotine just gum. Just in case you didn't know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Definitely mostly doesn't. just park it. It's not even really that gummy. It's you break it and then you park it. But anyway. <laughs> you break it. Whoops. You break it and then you park it. I wanted to look at the at the actual study just because we can and we're here association yeah. of e-cigarette use with discontinuation of cigarette smoking among adult smokers who are initially never planning to quit wow that's, that's a, a good mouthful. that is a mouthful of a title those titles are always is e-cigarette use yeah these findings call for a consideration of smokers who are not planning to quit while evaluating the risk benefit potential of e-cigarettes for smoking cessation in the population see i feel like that can only be a good thing is this, this, is this going to... F it's just more evidence, basically. Right. It's just saying, look, you're not looking at another thing, and that's even more adults. Like, but is it even more than what you realized. Is it going to force FDA, or I don't know if force is the right word, but yeah, I guess... Convince them Convince or force the FDA to broaden no. their uh, definition of what is appropriate for the protection of public health that by itself no it's mm. not going to there's mm. the the children's thing is mm. a mountain that we somehow have to overcome i think that that's going to take a while i think that people have to calm the hell down and be more realistic which they are not in the mood to be doing right now in general in the world Just, about yeah, in all general. the things yeah so yeah, I'm not. Do I think this can single-handedly change the tides? No, I do not think that. But it is good, and it, it is, is something good. that people need to recognize. Um, and it's more evidence that look how cool that these products are. They are doing things you didn't even know they could do. Yeah, look exactly. They're being successful just 
on their own, just with yeah. no with people who didn't even want to do uh, it. All they have to do is exist right. and they work. Right. And people exactly. will go, Oh, what's this? Oh shit. It worked. I don't quit smoking. I, you know, that I don't should smoke be anymore. a tobacco controller's dream, right? We don't right. even have to convince them to yeah. quit. They just pick it up and then it happens <laughs> magically. Yeah. Everyone should be on board with that. We like, don't have you to don't even berate have to them. convince them that smoking's yeah. bad. You don't have to berate them. You nope. don't have to stigmatize them. No. Nope. You don't have to, you know, it's like you don't have to fear them. Quitting. Yeah, it is. It seriously is. They should love it. But nicotine. <laughs> nicotine. The children. The children and the nicotines. Yeah. The children and the nicotines. Well, I would. Real quickly, I think I saw a super chat come in. Tim J oh, there yeah. in with the super chat. I appreciate that very much. I think that was the only one I saw. Uh, last year, the smoking rate went up due to COVID. That was an actual news report. Last year, the what was smoke, it? Say it again. It says last year's smoking rate went up due to COVID? Question mark. Uh, I don't that think was it an was actual the news smoking report. rate that went up. It was cigarette sales. sales yeah, went sales up. went way up. Sales went up, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen the data myself, but I heard, I think, from Dr. Brad or somebody um, that uh, National Health Interview Survey data suggested that smoking, the act of smoking, there was a reduction. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I have not seen that data for myself, but I did hear that. But it was sales that went up. How does sales go up but use doesn't? Bulk buying. Bulk buying. You think people were panic buying? Uh, I think people were, you know, if you go to the, I mean, this is speculation. I don't know this for a fact. However, if I am concerned about coronavirus and I'm trying not to go out in public very often, instead of going to the gas station every day and buying a pack, sure, sure, I will go sure. once a week and buy two cartons or something right. like that. You know what I mean? So that kind of purchasing. Um, and then we also, it is a phenomenon that when you have more of it, like when I used to buy cartons, which I never did, but when I occasionally did, I never did I tended either. to smoke more because I knew I had them. You yes. know what I mean? And I didn't yes. need to go to the store. Yes. So that can also, you know, be a thing, but that doesn't mean that there are more people smoking. It just means that the people who are smoking are purchasing larger quantities. Yep. Okay. That, that could be a possible explanation. Okay. Yes. I get that. I understand that. If you have more on hand, you're going to use it. It's the same way with me and cannabis. Whenever mm -hmm. I get some or whenever I get like a, a delivery or an order delivered, it's like, well, you know, you always I party a little bit, a right? Lot. Yeah. Let's yeah. pack some big bowls. Let's do some big. Yeah, I get right, that. Right. Okay. So that, that is sense. a possible explanation. Mm. But it was sales as I understand it. That was reported as going up. Just so we're all on the same page. Hey, facts matter. And being factually correct. We, we need to be factually, factually correct on this. It's a compulsion that I have. It's a good compulsion. It's why I have. It's one of the reasons why I have. Why I want you on this stream is your compulsion for fact checking. And your great hair. Doesn't her, Danielle's hair look great today? Thanks. Looks great today. It's gotten really long. I haven't worn it down in like a really. It, I have a lot of feelings about my hair, you guys. But today I did use a brand new, like, purple 
blue shampoo from because you know I got my gray. Yeah, right? you get the gray, gray on. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I think it like changed my hair a little bit, but I think I put too much oil in the ends because they're a little limp. So yeah. there's that. But I did wear it down because I know some in chat are like, you wore your hair down and they get excited. So. I love it. I love it. Don't expect it to go on forever. Okay. Also, <laughs> yeah. This is not a bar I'm setting. You understand? I'm terrible at being a girl and I hate doing hair. I was also considering chopping it all off. Let me know really? in the comments if you think I should chop my hair off. How if much you of care. a how much of a chop? Like a I was thinking short. Like a like, like a pixie kind of real short, yeah, real like short a, hair. Like a pixie or like a uh, you know like a, a long mohawk? bob or something. Okay, yeah. Like, like Boom. short, like yeah. the shortest I have ever had my hair. I Dang. am considering this. Let me know what you think. I wear it up all the time anyway, you guys. Like, should yeah. I even have long hair? Like, really, though? You know. Occasionally, Thanks, though. Thanks, Sexy King Phil. Yeah, when it comes down. Yeah, see, there you go, Sexy King Phil. When it comes down, it's like a whole uh, like a whole other Danielle, you it's, know? But it's so much effort, you guys. It is. I, I mean, I'm assuming it is. I don't know for Product. Firsthand. There's brushes. There's hot tools. Yeah. It's a whole situation. <laughs> I already do the makeup for you. The hair sometimes I just can't handle it. It's yeah. Look, there's there's so I've told you annoying. this. There's never an obligation uh, uh, to pull yourself together for this stream. If you just I mean, rolled in with like your your robe on, you know. I have a purple bathrobe. <laughs> just messy hair, purple bathrobe. You're like, all right, I'm here to talk about vaping. I'd be like, cool. I feel like. We might lose viewers if I do. Because <laughs> also it doesn't no, look very professional. That's either. true. That's true. We do ch kind of try to need to look a little bit professional over here, I guess. Oh, thanks, Barbara. I'm one of her girl crushes. Oh, yeah. Pixie cut. Okay, so the, the chat seems pretty, pretty split on uh, whether you should be cutting your hair or not. Oh, I didn't give them like a X1 yes or X no. Do yeah. You, okay, so I said do Some not. Some people say yes. Some people say no. Ern no. says pixie cut. Rob says no. Some people agree. Some no, people no. don't agree. No, no. Keep the... Oh, there's a lot of... no. Are you guys... Good? Okay, okay, okay. What if I don't chop it all off, but I just go shorter? Like shoulder how do you feel <laughs> this matters to me so now i'm negotiating with you what if i just did shorter but not like pixie cut now what do you think weigh in again please. now weigh it now so remember totally option taken one over this stream and now it's all a hair and makeup stream look Sometimes TBN gets off track. I feel like we All at least right. covered the good stuff. Let me say this from Ern. We do have a few more things to talk about. Yeah. I'm gonna. Ern had this chat when we were talking about accidental quitting, but he basically said, "I realized that I hadn't smoked a cigarette in four days. I just stuck with it." Yeah, that's the that's a very typical accidental quitting smoking story. I For just, sure. I realized I had, I had gone 24 hours without a cigarette. I realized I went two days without a cigarette and I just kept going because instantly you feel better. Instantly after 48 hours, you feel better after not smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Instantly. Mm-hmm. All right, Get you guys. Taste buds back. Uh, well, I really wanted to talk about very low nicotine cigarettes, but what I'd like to talk about more instead of that is Matt Cully. Look. I love Shut Matt up. Cully. He is speaking a, he of is, short, no hair. No, speaking of I no hair, <laughs> we I love Matt Cully. Uh, I think he's tremendously smart and he's very well spoken. And 
I always get mad at his tweets because they're so, so much good. better than mine. They're so good. They're just so good. They're so much better than even on Facebook. His Facebook posts are better than mine too. Like I, I mean, oh my god, I need okay, to get guys, my shit together here. When I'm bored and I feel like like starting some shit. I go look for Matt Cully posts because he has <laughs> yeah. the most controversial posts and people, these are like 300 deep comment, like yeah. arguing and all yep. this stuff. If you're bored, that's where you go on Facebook. And I'm like, who can I argue with? Like, yeah, that's a That's a thing. My husband knows what a Matt Cully post means. I'm like, Ooh, he's like, what are you doing? You've been on your phone for two hours. And I'm like, like, Matt Cully post. He's Matt like, Matt Cully post. Like, no, I know where this leads. Yeah. 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 The Matt Cully post. Well, here's the thing. Matt had a great little thread on Twitter that I would like to discuss and maybe expand on a little bit. Um, his first tweet out of the gate said, it's 2022, and it's time for some hard truths. Yeah, The vaping community slash industry should stop using these arguments that haven't worked for the last eight plus years I've been involved. It's time to sharpen the message. Here's a thread. And I clicked on this. Instantly when I saw this tweet, I felt attacked. <laughs> I felt singled out. That is a natural out. reaction. I felt attacked. But hear him out, guys. Like it's really good. It's really he's on our side, and mm-hmm. he wants us to be effective. Yes, and Matt put this together so well and so eloquently. It's one of those things that I was thinking about. Like the MSA argument hasn't got us anywhere. It hasn't, and nobody. Let's just get into this because Matt yeah. mentions it. Let's do it. Uh, number one, what aboutism? I am overly guilty of this we do this a lot well what about flavored alcohol yes there's plenty of hypocrisy in this world but most don't care alcohol is part of the culture and its risks are accepted by society vaping is still new society fights new perceived risks it's really true it is the the alcohol argument never gets us anywhere it doesn't improve our situation, but it feels good. Every it feels time good I, because it's oh, right. it feels good. Because yeah, it's right. It's we just are not pointing out hypocrisy, but nobody cares is the mm-hmm. problem. So is it really worth us continuing to do it when nobody cares? Yeah. And I keep, you know, and I went, I had like a trend where like once a week I was tweeting some sort of alcohol at Raja Krishnamurthy with like, Care Bear Warheads beer. And I'm like, oh, this is fine, but vaping. (laughs) Exactly. And it feels good because it's correct. We are making correct observations. Yep. But alcohol is just special and people just don't care. And that's the thing. Alcohol has already gone through its prohibition growing pains to finally be accepted by society. Right. And I feel like it's not that far of a leap from accepting alcohol to accepting vaping and accepting nicotine because right. nicotine, besides being beneficial to your to your brain in a lot of ways, there's lots of benefits to nicotine divorced from tobacco. Mm-hmm. Alcohol only intoxicates. That's there, its, that's its it function. Does have some- Antioxidant, like they actually say, sure. a glass of wine, like a glass of wine, antioxidants might actually be. Um, but sure. you're right; it doesn't have any over. Its primary, its primary function is to taste good and yeah. fuck you up. 
yep, intoxicating. That, I would agree with that. That's it's, But it's gone through all of that already. It's gone through its prohibition. It's now accepted by society. And we go, it gets you drunk. We don't care. Right. Society, we like liquor. Personal responsibility. Personal. Yeah, look, personal responsibility. And look, I remember a time when drink responsibly was very yeah. loud and very yeah. forward. And then it was like, drink responsibly, drink responsibly, drink responsibly, drink. Now they're yeah, just like, like drink. now it's like drink, Captain Morgan, drink it, just yeah. go, do it. Yeah, and so that's where we're at. And maybe I like to think that vaping will get there someday. I've talked to the, I've talked to a, a few different people that share this similar like idea that at some point vaping and e-liquid is gonna be more along the lines of like a craft beer. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll have small batch e-liquid, you'll have specialty e-liquid, mm-hmm. you'll have mass produced, you know, turning point brands, uh, Bud whatever, Weiser. Budweiser yeah. of yeah. e-liquid. And you'll also find, you know, more crafty e-liquids with different flavor profiles. I think that is ultimately where I'd like to see it go. And that's where I'm trying to get it. Right. So, yeah, the alcohol hypocrisy. It's not effective. You're right, but maybe try something else. You're right. Yeah, exactly. You're right. But it, it doesn't most people don't care about hypocrisy like that. Most people don't care. So we're off to a strong start with Matt. I agree. What about isms? Can I think of any other what about isms? I have a thought on this. So I think there is a very specific case in which a what about a- about ism can be effective uh-huh. and that is if you are speaking with someone on twitter if you are perhaps politely debating them mm-hmm. um and you take the time to go to their profile and scroll through their feed and find an issue that they care about i do this all the time right so if i'm talking to somebody i just did it earlier today on twitter i'm talking mm-hmm. to somebody and they're like well there's a lot of credible experts that say vaping is blah 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 so i went on his profile and i scrolled through and he cares about opioid harm reduction and drug Mm, harm reduction. mm, mm -hmm. He cares about that and he advocates for it. So I went back and I said, aren't there a lot of credible people that say blah, 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 blah about opioids and drugs? We know that's wrong. What about that? So if you do a whataboutism and show the alternative side of something that they are pro, Mm. sometimes you can get their wheels turning. But Mm -hmm. it requires a moment and looking through their you know, stuff to see, find a thing they care about, Mm -hmm. um, that can sometimes at the very minimum, stop somebody short, you know, and make them Mm -hmm. think for a second. They may not change their mind, but that can be somewhat effective. I have found. Yeah. Uh, Harm reduction. I agree with you. Absolutely. And chat earn says harm reduction is a very important term for us to use. Look what it did for cannabis. Yes. Harm reduction is like, this is the rallying cry of like moving forward. Because harm reduction is anti-war on drugs. And the war on drugs is not a popular thing anymore right now. It's just not. And so the idea that the war on drugs obviously failed, obviously was a catastrophic failure, was never really a war on drugs, was only a war on people. Now that that's failed, hey, the alternative is harm reduction. The alternative is empathy. The alternative is meeting people where they're at and stopping the harm now. And I think harm reduction, uh, harm reduction in general, like nicotine, tobacco harm reduction, 
becoming part of the bigger harm reduction discussion as far as the war on drugs goes, I think can only benefit us. So, yeah, I agree with you, Earn Harm reduction, harm reduction is the way to go. Uh, super chat from Jay Bass. How, I'm sorry, I couldn't read that. Flush niacin. Vitamin B3 is extracted from nicotine. We consume 50 milligrams of niacin niacinamide a day. Niacin is converted into NAD that has health benefits. I I, I don't know enough about that to fact check you. No, I know nothing of these words. I will look into. I know, I've been looking at uh, health benefits of nicotine. Um, people that are for it, uh, the science about, around it. Uh, people that are skeptical of the health benefits of nicotine. I have not come across niacin coming from uh, nicotine. I do, Vitamin B three is extracted from nicotine. Jay Bays, thank you for that information. I'm going to look into that personally because I'm and obsessed with nicotine. Chat. Nicot- and thank you for your super chat. Uh, nicotine is, I'm a big fan of nicotine. That's Same. that's what I'm going to be promoting this year is how much I fucking love nicotine, how much it's helped me. Uh, I think that's I think that's a solid way to go uh, moving forward. Nicotine kind of rules. Yep. Uh, another one from Matt. I think this is uh, no, yeah, MSA. I feel yeah. like this one is targeted at me. I felt personally attacked. I felt so just a, I felt that. And... Yep, I felt that for you. As soon as I, I was like, oh, sorry, Daniel. It is my fault. MSA. It's complex. Most people don't explain it well and or get many details wrong, which renders the argument useless. Unless you're a pro on regulation and tax policy, it's best to steer clear. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, but man, that's a hard pill to swallow, Matt Cully. I know. So he, I mean, Matt is, is as usual, correct. Correct. Um, the MSA is really complicated. I have seen a lot of people explain it and get a lot of things wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not like the way, I mean, I made the goddamn video, right? So obviously yeah, I care about it. And I do believe that it is important, but it is not the entire story, right? All of this isn't happening because of the MSA. That's not the only thing. And by and large, most, I would say most politicians, it's not even on their radar. They're not super thin. I mean, you've heard these guys. A lot of them would ban smoking if they could, you know, completely. Sales, Mm -hmm. they're not, they can't. But a lot of them, you know, or they would do things like this. So it's not the driving force behind everything. It is a factor that we need to consider. A a component, I think, is a good way to put it. It's a component to this. But it can't be like the lead argument. No. Right? It can't be you you can't get up at a public health hearing and say you only want to ban flavors so you can get more msa money everyone on yeah, the I, panel would go what are you fucking talking about yeah no i wouldn't i wouldn't go with that more more likely what is going on is matt myers or the truth initiative is mm-hmm. telling people lies and convincing them that this is what they do to save children like right. that's really what's more going on right now this is a moral panic situation mm-hmm. the msa factors into this and it is important to understand when you're talking about um how how 
what am I trying to say? How things get set up and how things work. Like it's important to understand what, you know, industries and what governmental organizations rely on money and how creating, you know, steady streams like this can influence certain things, but it's not the answer to the question. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm I'm saying a lot of words right now, but it's not everything. It's just something to consider. Yeah, it's just a part of it. The, the, the problem with the MSA is because your video was so good, it was a very convincing video. And, and because a lot of people didn't know. A lot right? of people didn't know. Yeah, absolutely. So now it's like we feel like we've discovered some information that, well, well, this is this is the smoking gun. You know, this right. is going to blow everybody's, you know, right. everybody's heads away. But really, it's not. And it's just so easy to remember MSA. Right. Oh, it sticks in your brain. You go, oh, MSA, Master Settlement Agreement, states revenue sources are directly tied to cigarette sales. It seems like such a compelling argument, but it never works. No. It never works. Nobody's mind. Most people don't even believe you. Like the general public, I've tried, I've talked to people about this on Twitter and they're like, no, that's not true. And I'm like, okay. Ah, Okay. Well. I mean, it definitely is a real it thing. It definitely master is. Settlement agreement is, is real, is a but... Very established thing. You could talk to Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller about the master right. settlement agreement. Right. He, he, he's very well, that it, well, well aware that it's a very real thing. So the MSA. Look, maybe we'll pump the brakes on the MSA. And, you know, I can't help but think of... Uh, I got a hoodie during Ivali, like later on after Ivali kind of happened, that were, uh, it was someone making advocacy you know merch swag uh-huh, swag uh-huh. like merch and uh it was a big dollar bill on it like a hundred dollar bill and it said vaping flavor bands are about msa blood money and it had blood money all like drippy and i was like i'm never gonna wear this what are you crazy of course i would never wear this a that's not the whole argument and two msa blood money you just look like a psychopath uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't. I mean, per, perhaps not. Perhaps. Not. Perhaps not. Perhaps not. It's super catchy. I totally it get is. it. MSA and blood all money. of this is my fault, and I take full responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what Ian says here in the chat: uh, anti-vaping zealots are running out of child use to argue with. Kids don't think vaping is cool anymore. It's not new. You are a hundred percent right. We have seen an over 60% drop in youth vaping in the last two years. It was clearly a fad. Yeah. Clearly a fad. And it's not even one of those things. You're never going to be able to say I told you so about youth vaping. And I find that upsetting. I like a a very rewarding I told you so. You're not going to get it with youth vaping. Okay, what's this last one that Matt has to say? Uh, This one is, he says, this one is nuanced, but hopefully you'll get my point. While we shouldn't stop explaining how many businesses have been ruined, most people won't care if they think you are selling poison. So you don't, so you have to get people to understand THR before complaining about the revenue lost. Yes. Yes. This one I'm a hundred percent on board with. Yeah. And if you don't understand what he's saying, consider this, okay? There are, let's talk about drugs for a minute, like drugs, marijuana, coke, 
methamphetamines, all the drugs, Coke, right? Using the slang I'm term using, there, <laughs> using the casual terminology. I've never there. even used it before, you guys. It just, I think it's because Coke. I'm drinking Coke, so oh, I just that could said be. it. Yeah, that them. could be. Yeah. It's zero, zero sugar cherry cola, by the way. Harm reduction. <laughs> right? Um, okay, so when we talk about illicit drugs, um, imagine, if you will, that a certain sect of advocates was going around saying, but all of the jobs you're costing the drug suppliers, right? People who right. sell other people drugs, drug dealers. Let's say, for example, you were arguing for their economic. That argument is going to fall on deaf ears, yeah, right? Yeah, no people, one's going to give two people, shits. I'm not, and I don't agree with this, but people think that drug dealers are evil, right? They think that I don't subscribe to that. And we could talk about that another time if you would like. However, that is what most people think. Drug dealer bad. So if you're going to talk about them losing their jobs, Mm -hmm. no one is going to care, right? That's how a lot of people think about vape shops. And so for the average person, they don't care that your small business is shutting down because they think that you are hurting children. Right. Now, when you talk to legislators and politicians, yes, you absolutely want to talk about businesses because I believe that they are a little bit more well-versed in this for mm-hmm. the most part. And they do care about tax dollars and things like that at the end of the day. But the average Joe down the street, that that's what Matt's talking about. That argument doesn't work well. It Sorry doesn't. to take that over. But. No, uh, you explained it flawlessly. And honestly, and I'm not trying to just uh, be like, hey, me too. But this is something I was thinking about before Matt said anything. When we see, uh, I don't remember who, maybe it might have been the American Vapor Manufacturers Association. Someone was posting, oh, this shop had to close. This shop had to close. Look at, you're decimating this industry. And for vapors to see that, I was heartbroken. Personally, I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. But I could also see how the average American just absorbing, you know, whatever the CDC says would go good. Yeah. Because vaping is bad. It's hurting kids. So it's good that you're out of business. Right. That's what's going to happen until we can change public opinion about what is actually going on with these. The business argument. I look, I agree with Matt. The business yeah. argument isn't going to work very well. That's a step two argument. You have to get them over step one, which is harm reduction, and that this is actually a vaping is actually a good thing. If you're past that point, then you can totally talk about businesses. But if you're not, they're not going to care. Yeah, they're totally not going to care. Totally not going to care. Uh, and that's kind of it. Matt wrapped up and said, uh, there's plenty of others I could rant about, but... You know, I think this is a good start. Feel free to drop some dead arguments. You think we should get past Happy New Year. I think Matt kind of hit them all on the head. I went through the rest of the, you know, the the thread and didn't, didn't see anything that really grabbed my eye. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of people being upset that we don't have money backing us. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're up against... Mike Bloomberg philanthropies, like just I know. a billionaire. Like we're competing with a billionaire. So right. get over it. Of course we don't have the funding that Mike Bloomberg has. Nope. No, that doesn't stop uh, a societal movement 
like this, though. I mean, it, it didn't stop uh, people from advocating for cannabis. It doesn't stop people from advocating for, uh, you know, anti-war on drugs, safe drug supply. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop, uh, you know, s- societal movements. And we just kind of need to get over that we're underfunded. Right. Uh, and we also need to get over that this is going to take a long time. Because yeah. how long has the war on drugs been going on? How long has cannabis been Since fighting for Nixon. legalization? Right. Like these things take a long time, right? They just do. Um, and so, you know, we need to understand that this is a war and this is a long war. 1971, Nixon started the war on drugs. 1971. And it was it wasn't until 2017 that California was finally recreational legal for cannabis. Yeah, that's Right. Yeah, that sounds right. That is a long war on cannabis. Yeah, it is. That is a long ass war on cannabis. It takes a while to sway public perception. And that is what is necessary to get policy changes like what we're talking about, to get mm-hmm. legalization, mm-hmm. to get laws changed. It has to have public you have support. have to have public opinion yeah. because the public has to then say to their legislators, I want you to do this, you schmuck. Yeah. Like that's what they have to, you know what I mean? And so it takes a long time. Yeah, it does. It takes a long time. My hope is that because we live in, you know, the technological information internet age, that it might not take quite as long as cannabis did from 1971 till 2017. I sure hope not. I can't imagine it. It has to move faster than that. Just because, I mean, just because everything moves faster now. than that, we've right? We've got better technology. Yeah. We've got, we can study things quicker, yep. you know, more efficiently. Data sets better. That. We can, you know, we can, the, 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 the choke point seems to be the public messaging of it. Yeah. Like funneled through CDC, funneled right. through FDA, we get even garbage media. messaging. Yeah. yeah. Funneled through I mainstream mean, media, yeah. garbage messaging. That is the bottleneck. We've got right. mountains of science. We've got loads of data. The, right. the CDC's own National Youth Tobacco Survey shows that youth vaping is down over 60% in the last two years. But unless that's, uh, you know, on TV or on whatever, I don't know. I don't know what people watch anymore. I don't even. I have no idea. I posted a tweet. Netflix. Uh, we need a Netflix show that has Netflix. a really relatable character who vapes and talks about tobacco <laughs> harm reduction. That's right. what we need. What right? a com- compelling character that would be. <laughs> Couldn't Dexter have been vaping or something? Come on, <laughs> yeah, man. Seriously. Like we need, I mean, Mare of Easttown, she vaped. That yeah, was good. And they didn't even address that. it. And they just, no, they just she was, was just, just an adult that vaped instead of smoked. Right. Nobody was like, meh, meh, meh. She, yeah. It's just what she did. I mm-hmm. liked it. And I've seen several. There's a Amazon Solo. I don't know if anybody watches those mm, um, where uh, Anne Hathaway's character in one of them, she vaped. Like it's we need more of that. People need to see it and not be so freaked out by it. Basically. Yes. Yes. People need to see it and not be. And that's going to look that is going to take time. It is. If there's one thing that is seems overwhelming to me with vape advocacy and activism, it's changing public opinion. That just seems like such a daunting task. And look, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to try in every way I possibly can. But man, that seems daunting. I mean, it's it's one of those things, right? There's some quote, and I can't remember 
where it comes from, but it, I always think of it when we talk about changing per- public perception. It's like it happens slowly and then all at once. Yes. That's yeah. how these things go. Who said someone that I sounds don't know. familiar it's a to famous me? famous quote. Does anyone in chat know where it's? I just one of those things that sticks in my head. It might be a poem. I don't know. But slowly and then all at once. Yeah. That's Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle is the guy for this job. Look, Dave Chappelle, he was I mean, vaping he actually, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and there he was an, addressed there was an, it. He did. And there was an episode, if you watched, um, what was uh, that dude who did uh, comedians in cars getting coffee or whatever the hell did you watch that? It Jerry was the, Seinfeld. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had an episode that with dude? Chappelle. Yeah, okay. that dude. Sorry, I'm not a Seinfeld fan. I Jerry Seinfeld. He's like a legendary comedian. I'm sorry, I don't like that show. He had Dave still in an episode. I mean, <laughs> it's Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, I'm just. Kidding. I couldn't remember <laughs> if that was his character's name or his real name. I don't. I told you, I'm bad with names. Yeah, that's fine. You had. Dave Chappelle on an episode and I remember they were like in a restaurant or a cafe and he asked him about vaping and Chappelle was actually talking about it and he was pretty he wasn't perfect yeah. but he was pretty darn good I he remember was pretty thinking, spot on oh okay okay and then from what I understand he quit vaping after a volley and went back to smoking yeah and in his latest special I believe he was smoking I yeah think, he was if I'm not he was smoking cigarettes and I'm real sad about it yeah thumbs me out yeah uh, Evali did that to a few people. There was a rapper guy who I might I might not be saying his name right. Lil Zan, is that does that sound like a rap guy? Lil Zan. I have no idea. X A N. I feel like I'm right about this, but this is just you know my my 44 year old white guy showing. I think his <laughs> name is Lil Zan, and there was a uh, an Instagram video of him post Evali. Him and his crew just smoking cigarettes like crazy, throwing their jewels out the window of the car and just Mm -hmm. smoking cigarettes. He's like, those jewels are going to kill you, man. It's back to cigarettes. And they were just smoking cigarettes. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why? Oh, who tricked you? (laughs) Like, who grifted you into thinking that cigarettes are the better option to jewel? Thanks, CDC. Thanks a lot, CDC. Thanks a lot. I 100% completely and totally blame them for that. Oh Yeah, 100%. And it's going to take completely. forever to like change people's perceptions about that. Because even yeah. thinking to my own life, when I'm presented with contrary evidence or a contrary argument, your first reaction is to go, no, come on, yeah. no. Yeah. And then if you hear it again, you kind of go, still no, still no. You hear it again, you kind of go, okay, well, this is uncomfortable because now mm-hmm. I have to challenge the way that I've been thinking. Now I have to right. challenge the ideas that I have. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to go through that uncomfortable phase of, of changing your worldview, right. man, it's going to be hard to get to you. People have to kind of be willing to be able to change their minds when new information comes out and uh, the CDC has hammered home for so long, for so many years that vaping is a not only going to not help you quit smoking cigarettes, but that it might actually kill you because of Ivali. They're just doing damage. This is harm. They're just causing harm. Anyway, this doesn't really get us anywhere other than ranting about it, but it's true. It's still fun to rant about it. 
Anyway, uh, let's see. We're, 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 we're creeping up on two hours here. I think we're going to call it good. We'll just save very low nicotine cigarettes for the next TBN. They're not going anywhere. They're not. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be in every corner store on in across the United States. Right next to regular cigarettes, you could get cigarettes that, that won't satisfy you as much. With all right. of the harm still with included. all the harm. All of the combustion. But all the combustion, all the harm, all the crap. Do you want to buy shitty cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. It's, Don't you? Doesn't that sound great? No, it sounds terrible. And even I'm just, look, I can't speak for anybody but myself. But when I was a cigarette smoker, if there was an option for lower nicotine cigarettes, I would have just laughed at them while purchasing a carton of Marlboro Smooths. Yeah. I would have been like, you can't be serious. Yeah. You, you can't be serious. Low nicotine cigarettes? Why do? Okay. Why do? I feel like most people are going to be like, well, I'll just quit if I want to stop. And then right. they don't quit. That's right. what's going to Well, if that's my only option, I'll just quit or keep smoking my, 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 my regular cigarettes, my right. brand. Like, and, why would I do that? I and don't he, want that. And there's another component to this that's like, I know we're not talking about very low nicotine cigarettes, but cigarette smokers, at least when I was a cigarette smoker, you had a brand. Oh, yeah. Every cigarette yeah. smoker I've yeah. ever met has had a brand. Their brand pack. loyalty is next level. Next with level. Cigarettes. Like, next I level. Would, I would argue that brand loyalty, the only, uh, in, in, in cigarette smokers, the only thing that might, like, come to a similar would be, like, you know, Apple versus Android or cars, like people who are like a particular car manufacturer enthusiast. Yeah, yes. Like other than that, like it's great. Like I would go to multiple gas stations if I couldn't find like my particular, or I would always have like a backup. Like I yeah. like this one, but I also like this one. Okay. Too. Like it's yep. very, I so was the same way. Are people just going to switch to some rando no. 22nd century? Who the hell are they? Yeah. I don't even know what they... Well, like, they're the ones pushing for very girl. low nicotine cigarettes. This 22nd right. century group. They're the ones lobbying for this. Well, it's their product. It's their cigarettes. It's their cigarettes. Um, yeah. Uh, Rifleman, I saw you there in the chat. Uh, it said that uh, if as nicotine is reduced, you just consume more cigarettes. Let me tell you that... In my brain, that makes a lot of sense. Right. But unfortunately, a lot of the science kind of disagrees with you. Yeah, I think I also think it's a we'll see situation because yeah. studies are not always the same. As much as they try to mimic the real world, it's not eh, always the yeah, same. Right. It's not the always studies, the same. It's not always the same. No. We shall see. Oh, also, see. people got back to me. Apparently, that quote that I remembered is mm -hmm. Ernest Hemingway. The sun also rises. I may have butchered it a little bit, but the general consensus is that's where it came from. Oh, Hemingway. I'm quoting Hemingway. Damn, quoting Hemingway. Yeah, see, Ern, Subaru for life. People, my brother, my brother drove a Subaru for like, since he was a born and now he drives a Subaru and he's like Subies Subies for life Subies can hang he's like a Subaru okay. guy I'm, I'm that see I'm that way with Toyota the I mean, first the fine. first car yeah. I ever yeah. bought was yeah. a Toyota and sure. I had no yeah. problems with it it ran for well over a hundred thousand miles I never had any issues with it I thought Toyota's it Toyota's my brand the next car yep. I bought Toyota yep I'm all about Subies now I had a 
horrendous experience with Ford that we won't get into today. Oh. I am anti-Ford 100%, but I am totes pro-Subi. You're pro-Subi? Subi? Yeah. Yeah, we have a cross-track. I love it. Uh, I had a Ford Explorer, which turned me into an anti-Ford person. <laughs> We, my husband and I had quite the debacle with two different cars. Never again. <laughs> never again. I'll say nope. never again to Ford, and that's about it. I'll say yes again to Honda because I drove a Honda for a really, really long time. So I like Hondas, but Toyota's Toyota's my jam now until I can sell it and get a Tesla. Toyotas. Um, I had a Celica, and mm. I had a um, Yaris. Mm. Um, I also had a, my other car was a Jeep. Mm. I had to have Mazda. I had a Mazda RX-8, you guys. Oh, see, so school. you were kind of, you, 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 you were all, all over the, the car brands. All to talk to me when I got gas. <laughs> well, I had a cherry red Mazda RX-8. Rotary engine, you guys, had the Did paddles. Did people like uh, honk at you and want to race oh, all the time? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a guy follow me around town <laughs> until I raced him in a cornfield, okay? I could tell you stories about. There were some good times with that car, let me tell you. Uh, but, yeah, I had a Mazda. And I think, <laughs> yeah. I think that's most of the cars that I've had. I never had a Honda. Never had a, a Hyundai. Never had. I mean, I've never had a lot of Chevy uh, you know who uh, who I've never owned, but has I'm en- I'm enjoying their complete rebrand is Kia. When did Kia become like a serious they car got company? A little bit cool, right? Yeah, right. they did a little bit. I was shocked. I was like, yeah. look at you, yeah. Kia. You're like a you're mm-hmm. like an edgy car company now. Like people are drive a Kia and they go, I drive a Kia. Right. Whereas Buick before is like you'd say, to do I don't that. know. The, com- the Buick commercials, they're yeah. like really trying. And I'm like, oh, mm. I mean, I don't know. Your cars might be fine, but I'm not going to buy one. Sorry. Sorry. Not going to buy a Buick. Not, not Toyota, not. Honda, Mazda. See, I've never owned a Mazda. I had the Mazda. No I drove a, I drove a circa 1996 Ford Exploder for a very long time and had nothing but issues with it. Mm-hmm. Z- mm-hmm. Nothing but issues with it. But Toyotas, man, I'm telling you. In fact, I don't no. even drive a Toyota. I drive a Scion, which is like a Toyota sub Oh, yeah, it's an offshoot. That's still Toyota. It's it is. All over the engine, it says Toyota. My window yeah. says Toyota. It's like, yeah. this is clearly a Toyota car. No, I'm a fan. I haven't had any issues. I like my Toyotas. They're totally fine. I feel like Subaru is just like, in my mind, they're like, no drama. It just works. It lasts for forever. It's good for a lot of terrains. Yeah, like, it you smells just like granola, you know. have problems okay you just won't and after our ford debacle that's what we were looking for just a car just and it give works, me a subie and it's reliable and it's safe yeah and it's decent quality that's what we're looking for well here's the thing uh, my wacky brain and the, and the wacky ideologies i have i've been dabbling into the uh anti-car sort of uh circles there's large oh. swaths of groups Wait. on the internet that are anti-car and and I'm kind of bicyclist? fascinated with it. Uh, I'm confused. Not so much. Not so much like bicyclists. Just the idea that. And look, I'm kind of on board with this. Just the mm-hmm. idea that our entire society and every city in the United States of America is mm-hmm. caters to cars. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. If yeah. you don't have a car, you're fucked. That, There's no. Uh, there's no public transport really in Los Angeles. We have a really cruddy, cruddy 
public transport. It's it's we have terrible one up here. That's not terrible, but it could be better. Yeah. So basically, they're proponents of like uh, closing down big roads and turning them into like you know pedestrian walkways and gardens and shops and things for people to walk mm-hmm. uh, and public transport. I'm I'm mass public trans. I'm mass cool public with. trans. I'm so on board for that. So mm-hmm. on board for it. I used to sleep on BART in my hour each way trip from my house to my college, which was in downtown San Francisco. That was my extra nap time. Mm. I slept. I got an extra hour on the way there and an extra hour on the way back. It was yeah, great. Fuck yeah, sleeping on the BART. Yeah, I slept sleeping on the BART. On the BART mm-hmm. I had a whole like how I like. I cuddled myself up and like wrapped myself in my bag. So I like didn't move anywhere, you know, cause you see those people that are like sprawled out. I didn't want to be that person. No, don't so be like, that person. I would like straight jacket myself and then like, just like that was me on the bar. And I always woke up right before my station without fail for three years. You just sensed it. It was like your yep. spidey sense. Yep. It's like, this my stop. Yep. You knew it. It's so weird. Yep. I started, I started subscribing to like the, the anti-car, uh, ideology a little bit after I got back from Amsterdam and went to some European cities and was like, Oh wow. All this is really walkable and really nice, clean, fast public transportation gets me mm-hmm. literally anywhere. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Amsterdam would totally convince. Anybody, yeah. I was I like, feel. Mm, they know, they know yeah, how fuck to cars. do that. Yeah. Fuck cars. So yeah. anyway, that's no, my I agree. newest. We could be uh, Amsterdam. Hell yes. Yeah. My husband and I went it. down to one car. I would love to go down. Did to you? No we were car. thinking about going down to one car. Oh yeah. We went down to one. We did it uh, pre pandemic actually. Um, when, yeah. Cause we, we had two and at some point after I started working from home full time pre pandemic, yeah. we were just like, also we lived in a place where my husband could uh, walk to the mass public train station. Yeah. And take public yeah. trains to work every day so i wasn't using a car he wasn't using a car we were like why do we have two cars we don't need them yeah so we went down to one damn that's gonna ha- i think it's gonna happen to us too and we I have think ridiculously i don't even think we bought our car oh i'm gonna get it wrong i wish my husband were here we bought our car i want to say in 2018 i think and i'm pretty sure we just hit 5,000 miles i think Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, we so that's like hardly no driving. Drive. Yeah, we Ew. see we hardly drive anymore anywhere. It's hard to justify having two cars. Also, I just paid off my car. Big boy oh, move. Nice. Yeah, felt good. Big boy move. I just I randomly Thank went you. on like the Toyota financing website, and I'm like, how much is left on this car? And it's like fifteen hundred dollars. And I said. Oh. Bam. Done. I am Bye. paying a car off. Yeah. Yes. Felt good. Felt Dang. good. Pay off the car. Own it outright now. Yes. Amazing. So we might end up selling it anyway. Do you see the wee baby Seamus in chat? He thinks it's possible that I know how to drive stick. <laughs> uh, no. No. Millennials don't know how to drive stick shift. No, and that's not a slam on millennials. That's just... That's who we are. That's man. who you I are. Don't do that. Why? 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 Well, here's the thing. And you can say car things, but I use a car to get from point A to point E efficiently. Ah, uh, yeah. So why? I listen. I wouldn't drive a stick shift in Los Angeles, California. Oh, in almost anywhere in California is a no, terrible, terrible idea. idea. Between the hills of San Francisco. Oh my and god! The traffic Fuck in the state. That. 
Are you kidding me? San no. Francisco with a stick shift? Oh my god. Good. Could you imagine? That's my nightmare. I'm pretty sure that that's has a caused nightmare. many accidents. But I can drive stick and I'm pretty good at it. And my first car was a stick shift, and I learned how to drive on a stick, and I drove around, and I remember the first time I got an automatic car, I felt like I wasn't driving anymore. I was like, <laughs> where's the like, where's the feel? Where's the gear that I'm supposed to be in? This car is just picking a gear for me, and I, I'd like to – it felt – when you drive a stick shift, you feel much more connected to the driving experience. It's much less passive. It's an active driving experience. You know, I'm that's the counting, only way I can describe it. Yeah, I'm counting down the days for self-driving cars when I can oh, nap okay. while the car takes. I want to be the most disconnected to the driving experience. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I want a like Tesla. Driving. That's why I want a Tesla. See, Doug here right. says, uh, I'm a millennial and I have three manual cars. Oh, well, you're there special. you go. He no, is. He can drive a stick shift. If it came down to it and it was like you had to make an escape and there was only a stick shift car, I could get away. You could not. Well, okay. Here, so somebody explained it to me and sort of taught me one time. And in my defense, I only tried it once, but I did not stall. I got the car good. going oh, without that's good. stalling. Uh, now, I got so excited that I had done that that then the car stalled later because I was celebrating and not paying attention. Sure. But <laughs> I would give me a... 50 50 shot at being able to get away right the only car i'm 50 50 right. i might you know it's a the slow right you you try uh, yeah it's slow but you know, it's kind of different uh, that's a good general thing to do yeah it's a little bit different on uh, on every single car i on my volkswagen bus i had to pull the clutch out like damn near like all the way before it would finally catch the gear oh. but on my honda it was just a little a little foot motion and I and you know when you learn it and you can feel the gears mm -hmm. you can shift just real quickly and real yeah, smoothly yeah. you're just like clutch yeah. done clutch done right, right it's right, a good right. it's a cool experience if I, I had like a four fun if I had just like a for fun car like a jeep or something that I just drove every once in a while like out to the desert or something it would it would definitely be a stick shift that would be kick-ass 9000 uh, so, in closing, <laughs> stick shifts are fun. I'm just kidding. Um, actually, technically, in closing, I think that's all we have for today's yeah, uh, yeah. TBN show. I asked a uh, question in the chat if anybody had watched Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. 56% uh, of you said no. So I'm what not going to even bring up Book of Boba Fett. Um, Tim J had a super chat that said Tesla Model S Plaid for the speed. Uh, look, Model the Tesla Model S Plaid is the dream, but I think I'm going to settle for a Model 3 at some point, and I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to lease it because it's technology. Yeah, you should not. And I'm going to lease it. I mean, I don't know. I, I have a friend who has one, and he was like, yeah, I was trying to do a software update, and it, the software update failed, and the car is a brick now. Yeah, yeah. You can't even turn it on. And I, I heard that, and I was like, nope. I've heard that. I've heard that from people. But really, nope. that's not enough to throw me off. Like, I've my no. phone's been a brick For before, me. and I still buy... I still buy iPhones. You yeah, know. but you need your you don't need your phone to get to work. You do need your uh, car to I get to work. I might need the navigation. Actually, I don't need a car to get to work. I just walk. Well, okay, not anymore. Down my hallway. For me, a software update 
taking my car out of commission. Yeah, that, you see, that could kind of suck. But Not here's the me. thing. The technology is only going to get better. So software updates and bricking is going to be a thing of the past. Like one of my favorite things that Elon Musk did recently was uh, he's, he's sending satellites up into space to make sure that Tesla's across you know the world have their own dedicated Wi-Fi. Um, right. And so and a politician called him out on this and was like, well, how does that work? you know, regulatorily with communications and things like this. And Elon Musk's answer was basically like, try to stop me. They're I already going into space. There are really regulations for that. Someone was very concerned about private satellites in space. And There's I said, tons of private satellites in space. Look. What, Sirius Satellite I know. Radio has their own satellite. Their own satellite. Like, they launched their own satellite. Yeah, there's. I'm pretty sure private satellites has been a thing for a while. Yeah, there's a lot of junk floating around our planet. Oh, there's uh, there's trash, too. Lots of, Lots trash. of trash. Lots of space trash. Yeah. That's what yeah. basically what the ISS is going to become, just space trash. Hmm. I know, that's Have you sad. been... Have you been following yes. Weber? Oh, yeah. we didn't even talk about it. We Web? watched the launch. Web? Yeah. Yeah. It's fully deployed now. Yeah. The mirrors are out. The mirrors fully deployed yeah. out. And I love comparing, we can talk about this off air, but I like okay. comparing Hubble. I like the comparisons between Hubble and James Webb. I love Hubble. Because Hubble was amazing. Like Hubble was incredible. Technological yeah. feat. And yep. seeing that compared now to James Webb, you're like, Hubble Shut what? <laughs> Hubble's like Hubble's like a Flintstone SD car versus U H D or <laughs> yeah. S H D or whatever they're calling it now. Yeah, it's a big leap. 1080 to 4K. Are leap. you kidding me? Like, yeah, I know. But Hubble is still look. Hubble's still great, and Hubble will be out there till Hubble till Hubble doesn't work anymore. Burns up into the atmosphere, right? Yeah. At some point. Yeah, eventually that's what's going to happen. Okay, let's wrap right, this up, you guys. Go, hey, listen, thank you, everybody, for coming out. I appreciate the advocates and activists that are here today that, you know, you, we want to get on the same page. We want to learn. We want to be effective. We want to have good arguments. We want to be knowledgeable about things like legislation and harm reduction and, and the science behind this. And that's why we do this. Um, and, and it really means a lot to me to do this. And it really means a lot to me to see you guys here uh, actually caring. Not a crafty username in with the super chat says the moon is a satellite and it's very private and has only had a handful of visitors. Ooh. Tech that is technically the truth. That it is, is, uh, it is it's fact checked. That, that is, is a fact that is check the truth. Super chat. Yeah, yep. It's been fact checked by our very own uh, Danielle yep. Jones. And well done, not a crafty username. Not a crafty username. Although that is a crafty, a crafty username. Interesting. So meta right now. Did you see they found a like that square on the moon? What? Did you see the Chinese? There's a Chinese rover on the moon right now, and it sent back these pictures of what looked like a square structure, like a big square structure on Is the moon. Is this fake news? No, no. The, it turns when they got closer, they turns out uh, it was just a big rock. There was okay. a big like square shaped say, rock. Mm. Yeah, big square shaped rock. But for a second there, I was really excited. Like, whoa, what is that on the moon? Anyway, um, peace out, you guys. Thank you, Danielle, for being here. Uh, I wouldn't be the same stream without you. I hope you know that. And uh, we really appreciate you. I appreciate all you guys in chat. Um, let's keep this going into 2022. It's literally just a matter of time, I believe, before harm reduction and safer nicotine products win. And they are going to win because they work. They'll always work. 
And the science even is always going to be trying. on the side. Even when you're not even trying. They Damn. work that well. They work so well. Unbelievable. Uh, appreciate you guys. Peace out. Uh, I still don't have an intro, so we can just wave until this is done here. I'm going to say bye. Keep waving. Bye. 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 See you in, in two weeks. TBN. Okay, ready? Okay, bye. And...